All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Hive Mind Radio podcast, the May recap. Welcome. We're discussing yes, a lot sir. of music this month. Yes, sir. A lot of music this month. Uh, fun fact, uh, actually, not a fun fact. You're going to be able to see it since I'm going to link the Spotify playlist in the description of the YouTube video. Um, the playlist for this month is 69 songs. The playlist from March was also 69 songs, so let's, let's, let's give it up for that. That's kind of awesome. Let's go! Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, welcome to the Hive Mind Radio podcast. We discuss music every month. I do weekly radio shows when there isn't a global pandemic going on. and so, You know, um, most of the time, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> most of the time. We're, we're in extenuating circumstances at the moment. Um, Wait, hold on. I got a, I got a very important complaint. It's only gonna be the, for the people that watch it on YouTube or on the Twitch recap. But Jake, you changed your icon, and I don't know if I can live with you without knowing you like chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly really true. I, uh, I don't know why you changed it. You didn't run this by us before. Um, <laughs> who did? Who yeah, did this kind of came out of nowhere. It? I'm not gonna lie. If you um, miss the chicken nuggets, they'll come back next month. Protest okay. kind of Protest ridiculous. Protest for it if you care for it. Yeah, yeah. All the yeah, people out in the streets, like, yeah, okay, <laughs> but but chicken nuggets, though. Chicken nuggets, though. <laughs> all right. Before we get too sidetracked, if you want to keep in touch with the show, subscribe to the YouTube channel. This is new. There's a separate YouTube channel now for the Hive Mind podcast. It's called Hive Mind Radio. Look it up on YouTube. We have six subscribers currently. On the Let's road go. to ten. On the road to ten subscribers. Can we get there? I'm pretty sure I'm still not subscribed, so it's about to be seven in a second. <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait, hold on, fellas. I right might here? not be either. <laughs> on the road to eight subscribers. Hell yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I, I gotta hit that subscribe button real quick. Okay. <laughs> and if you wanna keep up with uh, if you wanna keep up with more short form content, the Hive Mind Radio Instagram at Hive Mind Radio underscore is where I shitpost all things from Discord and Twitter that the four of us get up to. Well, we are mm-hmm. doing these monthly recaps. So, yeah, I think that's all the introduction stuff that we have to talk about. We have a lot of music to talk about. When, but are, we, when are we getting on Spotify? When are we getting on Spotify? When I stop being lazy. Yo, pull it together, bro, honestly. I will literally sent you how to do it. It's all yeah. your fault. <laughs> yeah, hence, I got why a I new... said, hence why I said when I stop being lazy. I got a new, uh, whatever it's called, microphone since the last one, too, so hopefully I sound less, like, muffled, and you can't hear me eat in the middle of the podcast, because uh, (laughs) there was a problem with that one before. (laughs) I ordered a new microphone, but it still hasn't come. I should be I should be using my studio microphone, but I'm not, because I'm way too lazy to set it up. Some some dude in my city... um, Like, his relatives bought him, like, a Razor Kraken headset, brand new, for, like, for his birthday, but he already had one. So he, like, opened it, didn't use it, put it back in the box, and sold it to me for 45 bucks. And it's normally, like, 100 I think. So That's a yeah. steal. I was, That's I was like, you know, we take those. It's an upgrade yeah, from the uh, Turtle Beach headset that came with my Switch. So, hey, you know, yeah, we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll take that one. Yeah. All right, let's get talking about some music. What do you, what do you guys say? Before yeah, we get into it. the first song, Do I have song, a choice? <laughs> Before we get into the first <laughs> song, though, let's just talk about May in general. Overall Man. thoughts on the month of May. Yo, delete d- delete everything that like. Oh, do you mean music wise or like yeah. overall? <laughs> yeah. Okay, run it back. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. May has been. Yo, delete May. Months. Delete May from human history. Like, holy <laughs> just, shit! This last like two yeah. weeks has have everything been, blown yeah. up. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, my uh, we really my city's COVID. on fire. Um, everything's really going that to COVID-19 shit. COVID nineteen would be the worst thing to happen this year, huh? Something Apparently. bad has happened every single month this year, like on a global scale, or at the yeah. very least, like national. It's been wild. It's been wild. We, I just want to like move on to twenty twenty two already. <laughs> I'm already bracing myself for the canceled dance Gavin <laughs> dance concert. I saw, I'm not happy. I saw someone tweet out um, pictures taken before unfortunate events, and it was just the time clock of it ticking down before New Year for 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Who would have thought, if you would have told me, like, six months ago, like, the start of, what, December of 2019, that, like, all this shit would have happened, I'd have laughed at you. I, didn't, I wouldn't have thought that there was any way that it could get this bad this quickly, but sure enough. At the very least, with how everything's looking right now, a lot of studios and whatnot are opening back up. So mm-hmm. a lot of albums are at least going to yeah. probably be coming out in the later of the year, uh, which probably means like September and October are going to be fucking packed. I, which think, can I think August might be the best month of the year. For August may be the best month for like all of <laughs> us here, but it's like the packed, the packed months probably be like October. It's we got a lot. Just because slaves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. That's oh, why yeah. I say like once August passed, like we're not gonna care about anything else. I was I was very surprised at the amount of music that we got this month. Because like oh, album wise, yeah. it was looking hella dead. Yeah, like I didn't yeah. think that we were gonna get anything really like of value. And um, we, we got some good we got, stuff this month. We got some good stuff, a yeah. Of, absolutely. A lot of stuff came out of just absolutely nowhere. Yeah, it was like, oh release radar, sure. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Yeah. And release radar didn't even show me everything some weeks. Yo, let's I go. Had to go digging on my own for some of this stuff. Oh anyway. no, effort. <laughs> anyway. Yo, you poor soul. Let's get into it. Starting off today with a remix by Caleb Shomo of Another Life from Motionless and White. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, that, it, it is a remix. <laughs> it, it's I, a remix. I was expecting something more in the vein of like the action remix by Don Broco, where we got like a Caleb Shomo feature on the track, and I was very excited for it. But it's just a electronic remix of God knows what genre it's like, for this song. I don't know. It sounds like like house or something. This could not be further than what I expected from a Caleb Shomo remix. Yeah, well, he started out doing synth for Attack Attack before he did vocals, so I mean, it makes sense. Like he's got the background. Yeah, I just I didn't. I don't think I've ever heard him do anything like this to a track before. Like the remixes for him are usually vocal features, and so I was I was really excited for that. But I mean, this was different. It was a surprise. I'm not sure if I enjoyed it as much considering my expectations were a bit higher um but i mean overall it's not a bad song when you're making a remix of one of the best songs on the album you're entering dangerous territory or if you're like me the only song that you remember from that album okay Uh, okay buddy (laughs) that's that's just because like a couple like that was probably the one song that i just repeated the album that's not that's not a knock on the album or anything it's just that's like yeah, the one thing that's behind my playlist. When that album came out, you didn't listen to it, and I was like, "If you're going to yeah, like any it, song it, from yeah, this album, it would be Another Life." And I yeah, was you right. you sent me two songs. You sent me Another Life and Code, and I like both of them. But Another Life is the one that stayed in my playlist. My notes for this are: Where's the Caleb Shomo feature? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is that's a general consensus. Everybody wanted one. We didn't get one. I no, feel like it Mars the experience featured? for the song. 
I think if I think if you uh, reverse the track, you know, you might find this feature. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one of those sort of deals. Apparently, I have, an interesting, some... I have an interesting point to bring up. Okay, hit me with it. Do you guys think that Caleb Shoma would have this remix would have been better on a different song from the album? Do you think? Mike, give me give me some options. I think I hmm. feel like um, doing a reimagining of Code probably would have been like a. Like a very unique take on that song because Code is already very electronic. What? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know because I feel like Code would have would have done better from a more, I guess, like electronic. Um, I'm trying to think of what the you'd call the genre, but either way, some something that was more. EDM based, I guess, like, and this uh, is because this is like Kaizo, electronic. But but yeah, yeah. I think his name's Kaizo. Yeah, Kaizo or Phase Kaizo. One or something like that. Because this, another life to my understanding of it, didn't have um, any electronic elements in it before. And the vocals aren't, you know, particularly really heavy in this one. So they're easier to put behind more of a chilled out electronic remix like this rather than code which is generally more like upbeat and more punchy um so i don't think you could have done this actually for any other song based on like the vocal delivery for all of them that i feel like it's it's too heavy at points in other songs to really go with that, that's why i kind of that's why i kind of um stressed instead of a remix being a reimagining yeah like, like try and you know take the vocals of this but try and put it in a new light that kind of um, doesn't take away from the song itself, but more or less just gives it a new sound. Right. Now that rather, I'm rather, the... rather than taking what this song is and just, you know, turning dials. Yeah. Right. I, know, I, know that, the... I know that's, what, that's more what the remix is. Yeah, the track listing here, maybe Catharsis. I was going to suggest with a, with a similar. I was going to suggest Catharsis or Legacy, maybe. Yeah. I don't yeah. think really too much else. Yeah, everything else is either like too heavy thing. or has too much of like a separate individual like quirky identity to really fit with that same sort of style of electronic remix, I feel like. But All right, let's move on to this next song. I don't I don't know how Did you guys listen to this next one at all? I'm curious. I did. I yeah, I I listened to it. This next song is Fallout by Sakoya. And this is a band that I discovered a couple months ago, like, just searching through music. Um, they only have three songs out. They're pretty small. But I was thoroughly surprised by this one. Yeah, this was... I'd never heard of this band. Um, I think they've got, like, 6,000 monthly listeners or something, something like that. that. Um, I hadn't heard it before you put it in the playlist. And I thought that the, like, verses felt a little bland i guess but the, the pre-chorus and chorus and like overall vocal delivery were really really solid the production and mixing were both very on point too for a small band yeah um, the production they've got three singles out i think so far this year when i went and looked at their profile and the they all came one. out yeah the absolutely but they all came out in 2020 so we could be looking at an ep or an album later in the year potentially yeah i think i'm hoping thing, so th this song in general is really good Definitely one of my more played songs of the month. Um, 
I just the vocals like they aren't bad though. like I actually quite like them they they're just strange like, yeah they have they feel like kind of muted or diluted or something like that and I don't mm -hmm. know why that that's what put me off from the song but like the, the vocals just don't do it for me I mean that's how that's how I feel about one of the songs that uh, you introduced that we'll get to later here. But that's I mean yeah I, I never said you were wrong about that though. Yeah, yeah I don't know I thought I thought that the vocals on this one were fine like as far as like mixing and production goes, but that was my own like the way that I heard it. So instrumentally, this song is really good. I just think yeah the I agree. Vocals is where it's the weakest, and if this band improves on that, I don't. I don't know if it's just the way the guy sings or I don't know how to explain the vocals, but I feel like that's the weak link. Well, I think some of it can be like forgiven too, especially because they're a new band. Oh, definitely. Like you don't expect much out of a band's initial EP. I feel like it's a general rule of thumb. So to be getting a band that even out of the jump with the issues that we've said still sounds like very good. Um, I think that that's, that's certainly an accomplishment in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Definitely a band that I'm going to keep my eyes on as they keep on releasing more music throughout the year. Yes, absolutely. Hopefully they'll show yeah. up on my release radar and Spotify won't fail me, but you know, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see how it we'll goes. See, we'll see. All right. Moving on. Outsider by Veil of Maya. Yeah, did somebody say best song of the month? Because I think somebody just said best song of the month. I don't know. That this, this is so didn't good. hear from me. This is so good. Fail really of Maya can do no wrong. I wrote down like two things for this song. Number one, what the fuck guitars without any spaces in between. Mm-hmm. And the fucking end note. Yeah. That Holy that took me fuck. by surprise the first time I heard it. So like, the music video because this this song I don't have it in my playlist, but the music video would show up in my recommended every once in a while. Yeah. And the music video, the way it happens is it goes all slow. It starts to tease the fade out of the song. You're thinking it's just like probably a forty second fade out, which happens. Slow fade outs happen in songs sometimes, and they really do you dirty by putting the credits there. And then, yeah and then they just turn it up to 110 percent, and he goes for like this 10 second long vocal note of like, mm -hmm. what the hell it reminds yeah. me of uh thank god it's friday by ice nine kills yeah interesting That's, comparison I, I, didn't think of that but like the not how it sounds but like the structure at the end mm. oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah i just i i cannot I cannot get enough of this song. This is a top five song of of twenty twenty for me, if not top three, if not top one. So you know, I I have been able to put this track down at all. It's it's the only song that's come out this year that I've listened to more than the Dance Gavin Dance album, like any track off of that album. Whoa! I that's you know that's I like this a lot. I like I like this a lot. Afterburner twenty times in the first which week. is why I am so unbelievably pissed off by this whole COVID thing because I could have seen this live with Dance Gavin Dance and now I'm not going to so 
it's probably going to get canceled. Again. Oh yeah, There's, they're not going to fix everything in the next two months. It's doomed. I'm I'm just waiting for the inevitable amaranth. Uh, getting yeah, canceled. yeah, it's all falling apart. It, it really is. Fallout. <sighs> yeah, I'm gonna have to take a break, fellas. I <laughs> I can't put up with that <laughs> for much longer. Enter a state of cryo freeze. Yep. Yep, wake me up when the podcast ends, or whatever Green Day said. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is a song, like, I'm not going to admit that I like it, but I keep listening to it when it shows up mm-hmm. in my recommended. Because it's just, like, I don't, I still don't think I entirely love it, but it just, there's something about it that, like, you want to listen to it. Like, yes, when you start sir. listening, it... The brain juices start flowing, and you're like... Ah, yes! The brain juices! <laughs> it's like... It does, though. Everything about it hooks you in. The, the filthiness of the guitars. Mm-hmm. The... Oh, and it's and it's all the same guy doing the vocals. The clean Which gun. is crazy. Yeah, I was gonna say, the way that... I, I There are very few people. The only other person that comes to mind, like, off the top of my head, is the lead singer for Famous Last Words. They can do it so, like fluidly and smoothly the, the transition queen, between the clean, clean and unclean and the chorus are incredible like i may mm-hmm. not be a fan of the unclean vocals the harsher vocals that he does but the queen vocals though god damn they man. are this they man's are got so... range it's beautiful i'm i'm no expert on veil amaya here but are, like how important are the queen vocals to this band not very okay I think most of the, at least from what I remember from the other past two albums, which are what? Uh, Matriarch and, or no, Matriarch was 2013. It's False Idol and what? What was the other one? Uh, the one with the blue on the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on the move. I'm on the move. You're on the keyboard. Oh, no, it was it was Matriarch. Okay, it was 2013. Oh, Eclipse. Yeah, so Matriarch and False Idol. The clean vocals are, very, are used very sparingly, which has prevented me from getting into... Uh, a lot of their material, if I'm honest. But... More heavy, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. These past two singles, though, Outsider and Members Only, are, I hope... I, I, we're not getting an album until 2021, though, which is very unfortunate. Especially considering the fact that, what, Members Only came out in 2019. Yeah. And so then Outsider know. came out in May. That's a long gap. Like, how do you start dropping... Well, I should say, how do you start dropping singles in May and not have an album by the end of the year? But we got Slaves, who dropped heavier in, what, July of last year, and we're getting an album it's, this August. It's a full so. year-long teaser cycle. I'll forgive that, though. What, what I'll, I'll, I'm to, willing to forgive that. To better days. To better days. Uh-huh. To better days. To better days. I think we've said enough praise about this song. Yeah, like, check it out. E- even, it's good. Even if you don't like the song. I think this is just a song you need to listen to because it's it's an experience. You know what? I would say that uh, not listening to this song is a uh, criminal. Um, <laughs> yo, sweet transition, Jake. Thanks for picking up where I left <laughs> off, dude. Uh, the next song is called Criminal by Led by Lanterns. Jacob, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to call a truce here. We we gotta we gotta fix these boys up. There's a problem we've got going on. <laughs> and the problem is not how good this song is, because this song is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. 
Dis- Disconnected, I, when they released that last summer, was criminally underrated. Dude, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think we're I didn't think we were getting anything until later this year. So for them to dr- secretly drop this and then another single like next week, like Ooh. that that's a shock. Yeah, these guys are good. This this guy has a really unique voice. And yes, this, I also I didn't. I didn't expect them to go heavy in this. They have never gone heavy prior until this song. This is the first time no. they've gone heavier and had like an actual breakdown, kind of. Yeah, and there, there's a breakdown where it, where it gets heavy, and it's that's not super shit. heavy, but it's heavier. Yeah, no, yeah, it it shocks. And then the uh, teaser they put for their next single, man, it get it sounds like it gets heavier. I was going to say, yo, despite their hollow sword, bro, I don't know. Yeah, like, no, I, I, it's, it's just a shock because it's, um, if you listen to like a couple of their first other song, like singles, uh, it definitely sounds like they've got more like an you know, electronic influence. And you can definitely see that here. Um, but, you know, it, it's a surprise that they are actually trying to like put in like heavier tracks. I think they're trending in a heavier direction. Yeah, yeah. Kind of got um, like light up the sky or Paloma vibes from this. I yeah, that kind of explains why Jake and I like them so much. <laughs> some of the uh, there was some aspect of the melody in the verses that reminded me of Moth by Normandy. Yeah, I found these guys through Normandy. So okay, yeah, that'll that'll explain it. Yeah, there was a there was know. a tour last year. It was Dream State, Normandy, and Led by Lanterns. And oh fuck, God, I was, bless! I wish what I could have been. To, yeah, I'm like, trying to move to Europe real that quick. That was like six dates through the UK that that lineup went together. Mm. Yeah, it, it's it's okay. We've got uh, like six or so months until the Normandy and Hands Like Houses tour. Apparently. Oh, what here <laughs> or there? About that. About there, 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 over yeah. there. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we, that's we right. still have to, we still have time to move. <laughs> no, that'll get canceled anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's doomed. Oh, it's doomed. We're all doomed. Fuck <laughs> them up. Is that but a big song? Dude, we, uh, we, no, we may be doomed, but you know what else we are? We're on the same uh, no wavelength. Stop him. <laughs> 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 Wait, could you, can't, stand uh, quick, quick, can you not stand me, bro? I don't, I don't know. Gonna fucking swim in the Atlantic. I don't know. Yeah, put down. <laughs> in the Atlantic. Oh, yes, sir. Let's go. <laughs> I like this a lot. Yeah, this is good. This is really good. This, this is my favorite single so far. Absolutely. Whoa, we just talked about Veil of Maya. Oh, no, no, no. I meant like, <laughs> I, I, yo, 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 do not get me wrong. Outsider <laughs> runs laps around this track, all right? <laughs> but like my favorite out of the, uh, the, yeah, 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 that one. <laughs> Momentary stroke. Yeah, um, the only song that really gives it competition is Hate Me Sometimes. And Hate I sometimes thought is- that Drink to Drown was better. Really? Okay. Yeah. These song titles. Which actually, that reminds it's pop, me. It's pop punk, bro. I... <laughs> True. We f- we forgot to cover "Drink to Drown" when it came out, um, because that was in March. I'm pretty sure. Or, yeah, I or think it was so. in April. I don't really remember. Yeah, who um, knows? Who knows? That was like with with everything that's happened in the past month. Like everything this, blurs this year, together. This, honestly, this, we've been through five months of 2020, and it feels like we've been through an entire year. Yeah, honestly. 
I I'd be okay if the year ended here, but <laughs> we got a whole other half of the year to go. Yep. So, so but this, um, this song "Wavelength" by Stand Atlantic, it's really catchy, and I think that's the biggest thing that it has going for it. Yeah, absolutely. The guitar as well. It wasn't like heavy by any means, but it felt heavier on this track than the other singles. I mean, hey, I felt like like it, heavy, it hit a bit like, harder. If you want something heavy, just listen to the last four seconds on repeat. Yeah. Because they it went randomly heavier at the end for whatever reason. Which hey, I'll accept it. It was cool. I like that the band's maturing though, because the last album, um, Skinny Dipping, felt like quintessential pop punk and all the songs really kind of blended together. There weren't very many standouts, I felt, but everything on all like all the singles have felt like they had their own unique identity oh, definitely and that they're they're really finding their sound which i'm very happy with because i think this is their sophomore album yep i'm pretty yep. sure so, so it's good to see is, that they're finding their groove this is their fourth single i'm pretty sure so there was hate me sometimes and uh yeah drink to drown and then this drink to drown. Um, hate me no, sometimes jake jake, is... jake. <laughs> Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> I I listened to your command. Anyway, Hate Me Sometimes is like a stereotypical pop punk, punk song. Um, shh, it was more rock influenced. Drink to Drown was like your sad... Sad song. Sad, yeah. <laughs> just sad song. It was your dad. <laughs> it was just yeah. a sad one. And then this one is... Uh, I don't know it's, how to, it's somewhere it's, in the middle. It's somewhere in the middle, for sure. It's, it's rock instrumentals with pop punk melody. And um. I'm very content with it. This yeah. is this is my favorite out of the single so far, and I'm I'm very pleased. If the rest of the album sounds like this, uh, definitely has top ten potential. I think based, yeah, based on the single, this has top ten potential. I would agree with that. Um, when I first heard the song, I was the chorus felt kind of weird for me. Um, yeah, it was. It's a grower. It's definitely one that you need to listen to it multiple times to really appreciate it. Like when I, I when I first heard the chorus, I was like where does this all come together it just didn't really line up for me and but it's just that catchy that i just ended up listening to it like 40 times anyway so yeah yeah <laughs> that's about where i'm at anyway did someone mention solens yo who could not who could I not? Like, I feel like at this point we got to get one of those like, one of those openings, and every time like we have a segment for Solens, it's just got we got to run roll that opening. I guess the graphic a... that, just, that just pulls on this is like okay, this is the Solens segment. <laughs> the fucking yeah. podcast. We need your one mom, of those like whiteboards. We need one of those whiteboards where it's like days without accident in the workplace, except it's just days without Solent, and we can just keep writing zero over and over again. No, the, here's the problem. They're We're releasing a new like, song next week. Yeah, next week. Are you kidding me? Yes. Stop. Oh, June's done. <laughs> give me July. Yeah, no, so for real. Give, give me July. July looks stacked right now. Yeah. yeah, so the the thing is that they're working on a mini EP of all these singles, and they have no. two more in the works. No. So we're probably going to get another single. No. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I'm not strong enough. <laughs> Can we talk about this uh, song, though? Paralyzed by Solens? Uh, with, yeah. This is the best of what I've heard. 
Yep. This is the closest to uh, Heavy Rain and Empire of the yeah. Sun. We're so probably going to get on the album. This is single number four. Yeah. Blackout and For Good Reasons were their uh, experiments with more electronic sounds. Those were two strikes. One more and they're out. They yeah. avoided that third strike with Paralyzed here. Yeah. Yeah. I I would I would agree. I I think that the, like you said this is the most reminiscent of that previous album and I really wish like you said the other singles had had sounded like this. Um yeah, they just they don't go away. <laughs> and I'm very not happy I guess but content that they didn't with this one. Um but I, I don't really have much faith in them to deliver on the rest of the EP, given what the other singles have sounded like. I will say, given benefit of the doubt, they've been releasing teasers for the next two singles coming out. One called Rise Up, which releases next week, um, uh, June 10th, I believe. We'll be discussing uh, that one next month. You'll get da- it. Yeah, dating this podcast or whatever. <laughs> uh, and then Snakes, uh, the opening sounds very Empire of the Sun. And that's the only part they've teased is that opening where it kind of, um, like, it's kind of like an anthem rock sort of. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm optimistic for that one, but I believe it's probably going to be that one and then Paralyzed that I'm probably going to remember after this EP comes out. Yeah. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I was probably the highest on Four Good Reasons and Blackout out of all of us. In, in general, like, I've never really been super disappointed with them. It's just some of them are more underwhelming than others. Yeah, but you think Bury It Lie is the best Slaves song nope, coming out of uh, the album. It's now number two. It's now number two. It's been two months since Talk to a Friend came out. Okay, that's fair. Yo, you I, get, you I get could... Right I, I feel like... Well, I'll, I'll save it for when uh, we discuss the, the the single that came out. Because mm-hmm. like we're... Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how many singles released this month, though. Yeah, there were so many. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on, Hope It Haunts You by Citizen Soldier. Left me, flesh and bone. I gave you everything. sure is haunting us. Yeah. Uh, haha, wow, haha, wow. I really hope we don't have to go through 69 jokes. Haha, <laughs> funny Solon's joke, haha. <laughs> Yo. I don't I, I felt this way about a couple of his singles this month. But the instrumentals were good. I liked the opening riff, but the song itself was very forgettable for me. I'm gonna disagree mainly because of the Objection, bridge. The, yeah, the bridge into the chorus is what's most memorable for me. Even if the chorus is kind of lacking and most of the verses are kind of forgettable. The, the bridges into the chorus are what I enjoy the most from that song. Yeah, Toby, you were saying something though. Yeah, I was saying the vocals remind me of like Killswitch Engage, like the yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. Outside of the riff, I couldn't tell you anything about this song. I really, I really couldn't. Sacred was better. Yeah, Sacred was better. Big agree. End of story. And uh, this is another band we're going to be talking about next week or next month. They, when, the, when does their album drop? Um, July? 2020, TM. July? Okay. So, yeah. No, they posted a release day. I'll look that up. I'll... They did? Um, yeah, last I 
Well, something, something, we, while you guys break the silence. Yo, dude, we were just talking to you. You need to, like, not do that because, no. yeah, no, kind of, kind of miss, kind of miss on that know, one. I put a U in the word color in this one. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh. No. Stop. Silence, Canadian. Yeah, honestly. Outlining Color released a new song called Breaking the Silence. And it That's is nowhere near as good as Ghost of You, so... Yeah, yeah it's kind of forgettable. I like uh, Yeah, I was gonna say, it got heavy out of nowhere, and that was very much appreciated. It, I don't think it redeemed the song entirely, no. um, but it was certainly a nice thing to, to listen to. The part I didn't like from... Uh, this was when they were teasing the song. They teased that heavy part. And I was expecting the heavy part throughout the entire song. Oh, and yeah, it's, that's it's right. Just that little, it's just that segment of the song, and the rest of it's kind of slow, which that's is fine. But, yo, that heavy part was kind of, you know, one of the reasons why I like Outline and Color. And, you know, it just feels like something's missing from that. I still have not bought my ticket to get on the hype train for this band. I, I just haven't felt it. I mean, that's fine. Uh, between, not just this one, I, like, even for Ghost of You, which you guys really liked, I, I wasn't feeling it, and I'm not feeling this one either. Just, I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not feeling it. I mean, I mean it's, it, it's hard to feel this one. Fair. Yeah. Yeah, this is... I, I like Ghost of You made me buy my ticket for the hype train, and this song made me refund it. So now I've got like one foot on the platform, one foot on the train, mm -hmm. and I don't really know what to do with myself. I'm, I'm definitely going to recommend their latest album for anyone who um, wants to get interested with this band. Uh, it looks like they are experimenting with different like song styles for this next album that's coming up. Was I the only one that felt like the mixing on this one was subpar? No, no, you're correct. Yeah, you're correct, and yeah. I, it's probably that, because of everything that's going on. That stood out to me in, like, the first five seconds. I could just tell the mixing was not very well done. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely sounds like it was um, homebrewed. Well, not homebrewed, but um, home done. Not really exactly done in a full, like, studio. I wonder if they'd, like, remix it for, like, an actual studio album. Maybe. Awesome. I mean, it's, Slaves it's just did it, so. <laughs> Moving on. Wake Up Hate released a new track called Symptoms. I see you playing the victim, lying in bed with the family. People like me, somewhere in between, hovering out over a moment of peace. This is the one I was referencing earlier, uh, well, as I'm sure you could tell, the one that I wasn't feeling as much. Um... I think yeah, everything about this is good, and then you get to the chorus, and it's not even the delivery. They put some sort of effect on his vocals that make him sound, I guess, kind of nasally. Yeah, be the way I'd put it. And I just it doesn't resonate with me at all. I just yeah, was not I, a fan. I can agree. Um, wake up and wait, wait, wake up, hate. They put out some very different stuff. 
Uh, the Panic, I loved when that came out. I've not stopped turning that song. But the songs like The Cure and I Just Don't Love You Anymore, like those, I like hardly turn. Maybe like once once every like week or so. I'll just be like, oh, yeah, this is, I remember this. Never turn it again. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, you're, you're right. This one, instrumentals are great. Uh, they've got some good riffs um, throughout the track. And uh, they've actually been teasing some new ones coming out they've got the instrumentals down but i feel i feel like if they've got to work on how they're mixing the vocals i this is a song that i feel like i should like it but i don't yeah like it has it has most of the pieces to be a good song instrumentally good vocally it's decent um mm -hmm. but it just doesn't click with me so yeah yeah, that's fair. Moving on, this might be uh, we might be moving pretty quick past this next one. Des Rocks and Wayne. I was like, why was this on? Is this the right song? Is this yeah, this is the right no, song. I'm, no, this is this is the part of the podcast where we get to Jake's suggestion ones. Yeah. Yeah, kinda. Yeah. You're not wrong. Uh Desrox is like a rock and roll kind of guy. Um I found out about him right around the time that he went on tour with Grandson, if that gives you any indication. Um yeah. and he's had some good rock and roll stuff in the past, in the past two EPs. This one's just not it. No. This missed the mark a lot. Um just not really good at all. I don't like it. I, I'm, yeah, I'm ready to move on based on that. Yeah, this is, this, this is the kind of alt-rock that I just I don't enjoy and never have been able to get into. And I, yeah, I don't like it at all. It's it's a very like, it definitely has the Des Rocks rock and roll touch yeah. to it, but it's he's just, done it I don't, so I, much better on other songs like Dead Ringer and uh, Give Me the Night. Um, so I'm ready to move on to Zen with Kayfway and Grandson by X Ambassadors. Give me fucking Zen. Someone give me fucking Zen. Probably not something I would talk about normally, but Grandson. Yeah, I, I I like X Ambassadors. Um, to an extent, they've got some really good songs, I think. Um, but I didn't like either of the features on this song, so it kind of, especially the K Flay feature. I thought the Grandson sounded fine as somebody who doesn't really feel too particularly strong on Grandson. But I think that K Flay just took this song over the edge into the dumpster, and I. I, I was not a fan. I I actually found a lot of replay value out of this song, but that's also partially influenced. That's partially influenced by the fact that I my sisters liked this song, so whenever we were in the car, I would play it for them. Oh yeah. Um. So th this song is a COVID pandemic song. It's basically just like it's a sad song about everything that's going on in the world. Basically, there's a line. Mm -hmm. Um. I didn't write down the line. There's some line about FaceTime in there. Um, the the one lyric that I did write down, which I just found hilarious, was I've been feeling flat like a pancake. I could use a hug or a handshake. 
that that's the, that's the one lyric that really stood out to me because uh, it's just funny i've been feeling flat yeah pancake this song it's uh it's an interesting one it's uh i wish i could speak properly about this song because i actually <laughs> really like it um i i don't think this song deserves to be as catchy and as memorable as it actually is like the the line give me fucking zen should not be as much of a vibe as it actually is in my opinion yeah i will give it that we're we're at a point where someone give me fucking yeah, zen yeah absolutely someone anyone give me fucking zen okay yo me when we need something to block the genji alt loki loki <laughs> <laughs> uh before we move on to the next one unless you guys got some other stuff to say um the citizen soldier album they want a constant string of songs coming out so we're probably going to get what we had with solins last year where it's just single after single every month so i hope you guys aren't done talking about them <laughs> well i'm willing to forgive them quicker than i am solins so I'll, I'll let it slide i still need more taste testers on citizen soldier so We'll yeah, see. that's fair. We'll see, we'll see. Moving on, the debut single from Outside Our Heart, Leper's Bell. I know that when I isolate myself, I face it, but loneliness is what For a debut single, they've got me interested. Yeah. Probably not something that's going to remain in my playlist, but I'm, I'm, you know, not disinterested in it it's just you know it's it's good for a first single but i need to hear more i wrote down that this band has potential and i'm gonna keep my eye on them yeah um pretty much i i actually i was confused on what the hell leper's bell means because it doesn't mention that in the lyrics anywhere so i looked it up on wikipedia and apparently as it, it has something to do with leprosy stigma and social status yeah so I don't know what that really is to say about this song, because the only thing I remember is how it repeats falling apart ten times in the chorus. Yeah, I guess maybe that they're, like, feeling like outcasts, and, like, everybody's trying to, or not trying to, but but avoiding them because of maybe the their social status, or they chose a different path and went for music when everybody else said, you know, I'm going to go get an office job or whatever, so they're Possibly. feeling like outsiders that people aren't really accepting of. Well, um... Apparently, according to uh, Virginia Interfaith Center, because apparently that came up on Google, uh, like a leper's bell is a, the device used to signal to make people aware of their presence. Oh, so kind of like the whole contract tracing or contact tracing thing? Yeah. Where, like, people can know if you're infected. Okay, I'm with it. Yeah, so it, that's probably what it relates to with uh, some of the lyrics without yeah. you know, fully going into the name, which... Yeah. Right. Well, that opens if up an you, if you, Yeah, if you get me to, like, Google, like, what the fuck your title means, and I to understand your song more, I'm okay with that. Because that, that provides context to the song, but I'm wondering if, like, we'd get a, a concept EP or album from them for their debut, you know, if you're creating sort of a storytelling narrative with this. I, I don't know, we'll see. That. But we'll I, see where I, this band goes. This was another one, like, that I mentioned earlier, where it was, I felt it was good, not great. Um, yeah. but overall, like you said, this has me interested and I'm definitely willing to check out any future material that they've got coming. I would agree with that. Definitely. Uh, Quill, do you think this sounded anything like our Mirage at all? Because that uh, was, 
a band that I kind of thought of when I first heard this song. I Armourage is not coming to mind. Okay, I, I might be. I could see it. I could see it. It's not I, like I guess, a direct comparison, it, but, but yeah, I, I can't like quite remember how that exact sound is. It's not on the same level as like I don't know Solence and or Solence twenty nineteen and Normandy sort of comparison, yeah. but it's it. I could see it. It's there. Moving on with the first track. Uh, fuck that transition. Enemy of the Night by Northlane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really, um, really how it be sometimes. Yeah. I was trying to say something like, this is like part of their deluxe album that they're doing. Yes, it's for, for Alien. Yeah, I mean, I've, I find myself really enjoying North Lane's older material, and not so much Alien, and I felt the same for this, but only because I felt um, the clean vocals, which I think are their strongest point, were very muffled. In this song, um, whereas on older albums they they come across very clear and have a chance to shine. That's their whole new style, though. I don't like it. I guess I, that explains why I don't like Alien. I preferred Node and Mesmer, but uh, like it took me a long, long time to get into Alien. But after I did, I I just love it, dude. <laughs> it's such a good album. After oh, twenty nineteen. Yeah, after I found, um, or after I went back and listened to, because Alien was the first album I heard by them, and I went back and listened to Node and Mesmer, and I really enjoyed it. And after each of those albums, respectively, I went back and listened to Alien. And I will say that the album itself has grown on me every time I've listened to it, but I'm really not at a point where I like it yet. But everybody else seems to, or at least a majority of people, like on Metalcore Twitter, so I feel like I'm missing something. Nobody is doing what they are doing right now. That's true. That's true. I can agree on that. I don't have much to say. I'm not. I haven't listened to much Northwind. I wasn't super impressed by this song. So, I, I think it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this this one definitely needs some more re-listens from me. I feel like if I can find, if I can get into Alien, then this one will be one that I end up adding to my playlist. But I've got to make that step first. The, the next step we have to make is the grand argument of which song is better. Uh, oh, no, no. Nah. It's here. It's I'm here. Suffer. Not here. Not here. Versus Erase Me by Make Them Suffer. So, Make Them Suffer are kind of on a roll with these two singles. Yeah. They're three singles. I wasn't big on Drown With Me, but Soul Decay and Erase Me are two of the best metalcore songs I've heard this year. I, I will agree on that one. There, there are two of the best metalcore songs I've heard this year that aren't off of that Polaris album from February. Yeah. I So the whole thing here is that I'm in the minority because I think Soul Decay is better than Erase Me. And you're wrong. Um. Well, <laughs> okay. So if I'm looking for a, a good metalcore song, right? I'm not feeling the chorus on Erase Me 
as much as I am on Soul Decay because I feel like for the style of music that they're going for, the chorus in Soul Decay fits perfectly, whereas one on Erase Me feels just a little bit out of place. And not that the vocalist is any less talented because she sounds amazing, but I don't think that it fits as well with like the instrumentals and the rest of Erase Me in the same way that she complements uh, the different delivery for the chorus from the unclean vocalist in Soul Decay. I think Soul Decay is the better just generic metalcore song, but yeah. the better song is Erase Me. Yeah, We can all agree that Drown With Me is the worst. like... Well, actually, no, I take that back. I like it better than Erase Me too. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I out of here, kick him. I'll put I'll put I'll put him on equal footing because I don't. The thing is that like I don't even not like Erase Me. Like I'm I'm really nitpicking here because Erase Me is still like an eight on ten for me, and I'm very excited for this album to come out. But it this been out by now, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's I think this. Out of all the albums announced right now, um, this Slaves and Broadside are probably the ones that I'm most excited for. Most anticipated. So let's let's stop this comparing the two. Let's just talk about Soul Decay. It's it's so good. Yeah. I I think that having the heavy chorus in juxtaposition to the other two singles was really refreshing to me. Um, and I'm, I'm generally not a huge fan of songs that are very strictly metalcore without a lot of like clean vocal variation. Um, but despite lacking as much as the other two singles, I thought that it worked in this one. Um, I think everything about this song just clicks for me. The structure, the way it flows, the instrumentals, the vocals. I I can't get enough of this song. It's really... I've probably played this Erase Me like pretty close to equal amount of times. They're both fantastic songs. And when I first heard Erase Me, I did not like it. I, like, I remember when I first heard Erase Me, I was like, I could just get this from Polaris, but better. And now Erase Me is one of my favorite metalcore songs of the year. Now I am extremely excited for this album. And Soul Decay is absolutely a step in the right direction. It's the Australians, dude. They Australia <laughs> is carrying metalcore this year. They can't be stopped. They were like we had we had Amity and Polaris. Um Make Them Suffer are on a roll. Uh, Head Rush by Hands Like Houses. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to get to In Heart's Wake later, but Son of a Witch, which we talked about last month, was good. Mm-hmm. Australia What's... really is just carrying Metalcore this year. I mean, Stand Atlantic. Stand right? Atlantic, too. Awaken I Am. North Lane. Awaken <laughs> I Am. Yeah. yeah. Australia is just carrying music. They can't be year. stopped, yeah. No. What do we do without Australia? Australians are just the peak human race. And by like by association, we wouldn't really have slaves either because the lead singer for Awaken I Am produced that album. So, so yeah, Australia is really out here blessing twenty twenty. Yeah, and to think that Australia was on fire at the start of the year and they're still able to. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> to be fair, the U.S. has the U.S. got on fire in the last couple weeks. Mm. And they they just set the trend. Yeah. <laughs> 
we're but we're yeah. just bargain brand Australia at this point. But are we gonna follow suit? That's the question. Yo, I don't know about that one. We'll we'll see how it goes. All right. Um, but it, you know, if if we didn't follow suit, you know, I think we'd be monsters. Honestly, I. <laughs> monsters, my current. <laughs> All right, so, I'm locally muting him for the rest of his podcast. I want you guys to know. Yeah. I need right. to sit in a corner and think about what I've done. Disclaimer. <laughs> we're doing this live on June 6th. The full album yes. came out last night, and I have nothing to say about this song. I don't remember it at all. Really? No. Really? Okay. I, I thought this was the best single. It is the best single. I I'm, I'm going to stay silent here. So the like pre-chorus here is really what I felt was the memorable or at least the most memorable aspect of this song. Um, having heard the album earlier today, I think that despite being the best single, it's one of the... Hey, we got to wait till next month. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> a little sneak peek. It's one of the less, I guess, good songs on the album, I feel like. But at the same time, I still really enjoyed it for what it is and... I understand why they let it as a single. Um, it's, but, it's to bridge the gap. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was the first single with clean vocals in it, wasn't it? A Flag to Wave had clean vocals so. in the chorus. Okay, yeah. And that's the only reason why I remember A Flag to Wave, because the chorus in that song. Yeah, this, this I, can, I don't remember anything about Monsters at all. I, think I listened this, to it last night. I think this is... Um, a lot better. They're not. It feels like they're not trying to be like overly heavy in this song, like they have in the in the other three singles. Yeah, agreed. This feels more true to like yeah. what they're normally up to. Yeah. Although I do appreciate them experimenting with going heavier than usual, but the, I think this is where they really find their groove and can shine. So, shall we move on? Sure. Shine Down put out a new song called Atlas Falls. Lest we unlock the past and release the future that we've left to die. I like this a lot. It this is very Shine Down. Yeah, yeah. I I suddenly understand why they went on tour with Alter Bridge. Um, there's a, there's a song like this on pretty much every Alter Bridge album, and this would fit right in on their tour. Um, I've always been a sucker for songs like this that like generic rock bands build up to a big big thing at the end. Yeah. Um, and this follows that suit. It's on. It's almost formulaic, but it's executed really well. Um, I think I enjoy this more than anything off the previous Shinedown album. You can't disrespect Black Soul like that. Yeah, I'm going to. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if there's any album attached to this. Do you know? I am not too sure. Attention, think, attention was 2018, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think if we're comparing this to their last album, this song is better than everything other than Black Soul. I, I, I could give you that one. I, I will definitely give you Black that. Black Soul is just that incredible of a song. In my it opinion. really is. It, it is a good song. Um, 
yeah i thought this was fine um when i think of like bigger kind of generic rock bands like shine down uh Distur would disturbed fall in that picture five finger death punch breaking benjamin I, I think that they're in together. a different shinedown isn't as like they have so I guess five finger death punch or breaking Benjamin and them are more on the the metal side of hard rock where I would say shinedown is more on the like rock and roll side of hard rock um the melodies for me are just a bit different um but every Every band like this has to have at least one of these on the album. So I understand why they did it. And for what it is, it works really well. Um, this has gotten a lot of play time for me. And I'm very happy with it. Good song. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Yo, I... <laughs> I just tried to speak, and my brain said, "Yeah, now's a good time to yawn." <laughs> that was uh, that was rough. Oh. You know what else is rough? Uh, like waves <laughs> in the ocean oh uh, during a storm. So, like you know, like the raging sea. Oh, oh, wow, guys! What a what a wacky coincidence! <laughs> this next song. I, um, this is probably top three favorite singles that we're going to talk about, um, from May. I, I really, this is really like this. This is two songs that I just didn't listen to in the entire playlist. Really? Yeah. Okay, so I am a big, a big proponent of Broadside. I like Broadside a lot. Um, their 2017 album, Paradise, is near flawless. Uh, I saw them live last summer with uh, Emma Rosa, and then I left before Set It Off because fuck Set It Off. Um, there, I want to point out the Christmas true. song. We like the Christmas song, right? Uh, no. Oh come on! I, I well, you might like the. I don't like the Christmas song. <laughs> I think uh, what is it? One single second is the only song of theirs that I really like well, actively for, enjoy from from that latest album. That was just overall. The, uh... Uh, they're in a, they're a band that I just can't really get behind. Yeah, that's and then their their members are kind of shitty. I'm a big I'm a big uh, advocate for looking past what artists do as long as their music is good. Uh, but I just don't enjoy set it off, and their members are kind of shitty and somewhat annoying. So I just kind of took it upon myself to cancel them and in my head. The combination of those um, two yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but broadside, there's the opening like verse for this song. Uh, I'm just gonna read lyrics real quick. Uh, Who am I? The fear is sinking in. Your hands are getting colder as my talents wearing thin. All I ever wanted was a space to put my head. You took my need to be loved and you hung me from a bridge. I'm your poster. I'm your trend. I am your lover. Am I your friend? Like that part right there. The delivery on it is amazing and the way that it builds up in a in a similar way to i guess atlas falls by shine down um but it's even more of an explosive ending they've never done anything like this before uh their lead vocal i think his name's ollie um goes so harsh with his vocals at the end where he delivers uh what's the fucking point over and over again um you're you're intriguing me on the song i really should have listened to it this song is really good it's for for a band that's 
very stereotypical pop punk to get a song like this was was very uh it was a surprise especially considering their last single uh, foolish believer was more in the vein of what they're normally uh into i think we've got an album from them coming out august or september um which like i said earlier is one of my most anticipated for the rest of the year besides slaves and make them suffer but i i would definitely definitely recommend this song to all three of you um if you haven't heard it already and for anybody else listening What'd you think? No, I said I have not heard. Oh, that. yo, my bad, <laughs> dude. I am so deaf. <laughs> wow, guys. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that uh, Justin, you didn't hear it either. Oh no, I completely forgot. I've been busy. Oh, good, good, good. I'm very happy. <laughs> no, I, I, really I, I would. The wrong one. Yeah. Really no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Actually, yeah, I, I've I listened to at least each single once mm. and those that i listened to multiple times have remained in my playlist um i liked this one um similar to what the comments you guys made in shine down um, mm-hmm. um it, it's about on the same way for me mm. yeah this is this is really good i this comes with probably the highest recommendation overall that i can give to anything this week besides outsider or this month all right do we want to lump the next two together? I think yeah, we kind do. of come as a package. I think we do. These two songs are not going to remain socially distant. No, no, absolutely not. Two new songs from Canadian softball: "Socially Distant" and "Pandemic." Apparently, the uh, the EP. This is like the the quote-unquote EP that this is based off of is called Co-Split 19. Yep. Of course it is. <laughs> because of course it is. I think it, it it's two of Jared Alonji's bands, right? Yes. Shoot Up yes. is, I'm guessing, a new project by him. Yeah. The, um, Shoot Up is uh, the only songs on there are these two songs. Shoot Up is a parody of what's their names? Knock the Loose? Yes. Nice. And then are those now that I'm thinking about it, are those both like plays on what can happen to teeth? Or like teeth related activities? I guess. Because <laughs> like one of them's like you're knocking teeth loose and the other ones you're chewing up shit with your teeth, right? Am I am I off base on this one? Is my head no, gone into like no, the wrong you're area? Not off base. That's that's And the Canadian softball can... is what, just a math rock parody band, basically? Yeah. Pop punk math rock. Yeah. I remember at the start of this, um, somebody on Twitter said that some like pop punk band was gonna drop a song called Socially Distant from You or something like that. And this song is everything that I would have expected from a song with that title. It's it's so tongue in cheek. I I haven't replayed Socially Distant as much as I have Plandemic, but <laughs> I, I have listened to Plandemic an embarrassingly large amount of times. Um, but overall, like for entertainment value, um, it's in the same vein as that. Uh, oh, fuck. What was what's that band from last Herbicide month? Herbicide. Yes. Thank you. That it's 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 entertainment value is is yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, Which one has the fucking dog? 
Is that Plandemic? Oh, Plandemic. Yeah. yeah, the one with the dog like actually barking in the breakdown instead of just the arf arf being. Yeah. <laughs> instead of yeah. blacking into the yeah. thing, it's just dog bark and it's hilarious. Have you ever heard um, Counting Worms or just any hardcore like music in general, Jake? Not really. So there's like, in the same way that like there's the metalcore bleh, the arf arf is like the is the hardcore version, but they like actually scream out arf arf. And this one, that's why they just put the dog barking at the breakdown. <laughs> um, really taking a parody band to the next level with that. One. I mean, this is, I mean, this song in and of itself is a parody of Counting Worms. Because yeah. he, sa- he says Counting Germs at one yeah. point, and right? He, yeah. He says, I wrote a song about Corona. Yeah. Da, 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 da. I don't remember how it goes. I mean, e- everything about this, they're both so simply yet well written, especially for like everything that's going on. Um, and to have the juxtaposition of these two songs on the same, like, release, like, I expected, when they were the same artists, I expected Plandemic, like, the first time I heard it, to be somewhat similar to Socially Distant, it just isn't at all, there's no similarities, but, yeah, no, both of these were, were very fun to listen to. Yes, sir. I, I recommend, even if you don't enjoy the music themselves, I think they're worth a listen, because, as okay. you said earlier, there's entertainment value to these two songs. If you can pull up the lyrics and manage to sit through the two minutes and like ten seconds that is Plandemic, because it is it is rough to listen to if you don't enjoy that <laughs> style of music. Um, but yeah, no, just, just sitting and appreciating the lyrics and getting a good laugh out of it. Kind of it's like good for I that, if nothing uh, else. Heading Through Justice by Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah, yeah, that's about where I'm at, too. <laughs> All right, let's move on to a brand new single from Vespera called Gossamer. All right, Justin, take the wheel, bro. You got this. What? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. This is your band, bro. Go nuts. I I mean, I have, more, I have more bands than... Vespera and Vespera, I'm excited for because they're um, them and Speech Patterns are supposed to be putting out albums this year. Um, but I'm very much expecting Speech Patterns to get delayed. Uh, so, Ves- so Vespera, yeah, yeah, v- Vespera. They this track is really good. Would the, you say that it's better than any of the other singles that have been released? I think Sleepless is better. Okay, but this also needs more time for it to cook for me yeah well we've had um, what two years yeah i think so um gossamer by the way is the title of the track and it's based off of a um like a gossamer butterfly like uh, with see-through wings so um you know a lot of the chorus is you is um it's like i can see right through you uh-huh. but see i didn't know that that makes more sense also uh-huh. real quick um, Toby, you may have to come closer to your mic because I've got you turned up to like 170% and oh. I still couldn't hear what you were saying there. I, got you. I saw you were talking, but yeah, okay, there we go. We care for each other. Right. You like that? Yeah. I, don't remember, I don't remember what I was saying. All right, when did Sleepless come out? That's what I was saying. Last year, let me double check. Yeah, early 2019, I think. Very early. Yeah. They've I, I, had... I want to say March. They yeah, between then large... and now, we've only had three singles. They they don't have a large selection of music. They've they only have probably like what is it seven eight songs out? I don't know the exact. Uh, no, that. came out December twenty eighteen. 
Jeez. Yeah, that was their latest song before um, Phoenix Down. Which is my favorite of the three singles. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Sleepless because I listen to it more. Phoenix Down is probably the best single. Um, Gossamer is up there, but I, yeah. I, I, I need more time on it. Yeah, I, I haven't revisited this much since it came out. Um, yeah, I've meant to. I just haven't gotten around to it. Um, it's 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 in my to do playlist. Um, but I've yeah, to no. This one a handful of times, and I just haven't really got into it. I, I the unqueen vocals haven't s- sat well with me. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all it's all the same guy. Uh-huh, I see. And uh, yeah, he's he's also got some range, not as much as like. Um, lead singer for like Ice Nine Kills or as you guys were um talking about Val Maya. But um I he's definitely, you know, up there and got a, quite a bit of range. Um I do like what they're doing with the kind of um like thriller esque kind of instrumentals. Definitely not like not hard and electronic but more kind of horror based. I, I really like that. Yeah. And overall this is this is good. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to a new single featuring a new vocalist from My Diligent Future called Lion. Uh, my two cents on this is that it is the third song tonight that I felt that it was good, not great. Um, I mean, overall, the fact that they are able to, based on what you've said, that they just got a new vocalist and they sound this good and this cohesive is is very impressive to me. Uh, there's a lot to like with this song. I just didn't find myself really feeling the need to revisit it more than the initial listen. So from what I was able to dig through social media and discover, their old vocalist wanted to focus more on just doing guitars. So they got this guy as a new vocalist. And I think he slots in really well. Yeah, absolutely. So is the, is their old vocalist still in the band? Yes, I believe so. As far as I can tell. Um, I wonder if that could be an interesting dynamic where they trade off, like, you know, where... They released a new single yesterday and he didn't appear there. Okay. So I wonder if he's just not going to do vocals anymore because he, he had a decent voice. Um, I somewhat regretfully ranked their album from last year in my top 10. Um, uh... I think I remember that. It was a a good album, but I definitely think looking back on it, it wasn't top 10. Yeah. Um, I do. Their old vocal sound was a lot heavier and I would like to see that from them still. I think, I think uh, the contrast between their new vocalist and the old vocalist together would be pretty cool in a song. Yeah. Um, If it ends up happening. Uh, But who knows? I'm going to definitely keep my eye on this band and, I think with the new vocalist, they're off to a good start with this song. Mm-hmm. I couldn't quite get into this band, unfortunately. I don't know why. It's just not something's not clicking with me with that band. I definitely need more listens on a couple more of their tracks. And looking at their Facebook, it looks like they've got two more singles coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we might talk about multiple when, tracks. When they from... released their album last year, they did a cycle of releasing a new song every two weeks. Like yeah, so the well, two months prior to the album, and I think maybe they're doing that again because this song released, and then two weeks later a new song released. That well, we're not if you if, about, but 
if you look at their Facebook, it's, it's got two more of the like logos they've used for cover art kind of blurred out. Uh, so we can probably... They have more yeah, they, they definitely have more coming, um, which is good for me because, like, as I was saying, I need more time on this one. This sounds I, like I, a... I could not get into them. It sounds like a band I'd hear on uh, Dreambound and enjoy mm-hmm. and keep my eye on, but nothing that I'd, like, go out of my way to listen to. But, I, I again, agree. if this is their first single, then, well, I guess they're not recording them sequentially, but they need some time to get acquainted with the new vocal dynamic, I feel like, so I can forgive some of the the points where I would not enjoy this as much. Mm-hmm. They, they seem to be trending in more of, like, a poppier direction. Not, yeah. like, poppy the artist, but, like, more <laughs> pop-influenced um, compared to their previous stuff, which was a lot heavier. And yeah. I, I don't mind either of them. I'm, I'm interested. Let's move on to a new single from Any Given Sin called Insidious. I think the well is running dry. Never Um, I actually really enjoyed this, like, Decent. a lot. Decent. Um, the vocals felt, I guess, how would I put it, more powerful? Yeah. Maybe or more impactful than some of the other singles um, I heard this month. Um, and even if, y'all know that I really enjoy guitar solos. Um, and even though this one wasn't very complex or very long, it was there. And so I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, Probably one of my favorite singles from a band that I hadn't heard of prior to you making the playlist. Um, so thank you for that. But You're yeah, overall, um, something I, I found myself having no expectations for going into it and coming out of it very, very satisfied. So they they don't have too many songs out. Um, Quill sent me a song by them called Another Life, like in October or September of last year. And it was really I, yeah, good. when we were talking about this, I completely forgot I did that. It, I just send him random shit. Yeah, he sent me Another Life by this band, and I was like, God damn, that's good. And they haven't released anything since up until this song. And I, while I don't think this is as good as Another Life, I don't think this is bad by any means. I think the vocalist for this band actually has a pretty unique voice. Uh, I know I mentioned that with Led by Lanterns. I don't. I still think the vocalist of Led by Lanterns is uh, has... I think I prefer their vocals. Yeah, but I think the vocals for this song they have a flair to it that um that makes them very distinguishable to me at least. Yeah, I agree. Also, the the spooky start to this song is not something I was expecting at all. It started off <laughs> rather creepy and spooky. And I love how I love how the bio on their website is. Uh, Are you ready for some sin? And sin is just in all caps. I'm like. Uh, I'm gonna go with a no. <laughs> I'm like a no. If you start your set with "Are you ready for some sin?" Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's like a that that sounds like a uh, like a fight the fury lyric. Forgive us for sinning. Make us start with the helix. Uh, oh no, no, Jake! <laughs> I'm upset. You're upset that worked. That, no, that right there is going to drive me to violence, let me tell you. Versus oh me. my goodness, what a sick transition. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for that one. Violence by Versus Me. 
I feel like I have a lot to say about this song. This song is a disappointment. Considering I don't like it that much, I have a lot to say about it. Yeah, I... There... So, their 2019 album... It's Continuance, right? Yes. Right? Okay. No, No, that's the the new low. The new low was Continuance. Versus me is is Continuous. Continuous. Oh, whatever. It's close enough. That that is an insult to the new low. Um... (laughs) But it's semantics. But I, I thought that continuous was going to end up in my top ten for the longest time, and then on re-listen, it didn't. Um, but listening to that album for the first time is probably one of my favorite uh, album experiences ever. So going into this, especially given the teaser, I was very excited. And I think that the heavy parts of the song are very good. Which is what they teased the song with. Right. And, that's and then you get the to the chorus, is. and it's just so underwhelming. And I feel like poorly executed, given the fact that I know what their clean vocalist is capable of. Um, which, overall, having, yeah, like, in retrospect, on their previous album, I feel like the clean vocals are actually the weakest aspect of this band. Yeah, here, here's the thing about this band. Mm. The clean vocals and heavy vocals are the same guy. Really? It's the same guy doing it, yeah. So, and it looks like um, they're definitely going into more heavier nature. I don't, um, just given yeah. how focused this song was, um, it, I don't know, it might be uh, similar to like Solens, where they just put out a bunch of heavy shit and then tone it down for like the next couple singles. But um, just based on uh, like this particular song, I didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't either. You know, I tease a song named "Violence" with the heaviest part of the song, and then make it one of j- just like as catchy and as like kind of melodic and poppy as it actually. It's just it's an odd I mean, I mean, that can, I mean, that can be done right. I nothing comes to mind on where that's been done right, but it it can be done right. Probably, it's just it was poorly executed in the song. Yeah. It, the parts of the songs feel like their own separate entities rather than one cohesive song. Like, I think uh, you would take parts of this song, separate them into different songs, and they'd be fine. But yeah, together just, in one piece, it doesn't. Together, work. it doesn't. It doesn't work. It yeah, doesn't and work at all. There's um, the same sort of thing with with their last album too. I feel like there's just so much talent here, and it's not being utilized to its fullest potential. There, there's a lot of the experimentation. It's very similar to Hands Like Houses at the current moment. They're they're experimenting a lot more. I'd take um, Head Rush over this any day. Yeah, I agree. Um, but what what I'm saying is, it, it feels like they're going out of what um they're good at and just trying new things to see what sticks. Um, Derek and Jake, Jake. Well, Derek more than Jake. Um, listening to the last album, like, what would you want more from the, like, wh- like, what song from the last album would you like to have God. restructured into a single for the next one? Honestly, probably, um... Like, if you had to base a single on, uh, one of those tracks from the last album. This is hard. Like, like, if, if I wanted an upcoming single to sound yeah. like something from the last album, Up at Night, easily. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that them embracing the electronic side of this band and going more in an EDM route, I 
I can't remember the last time I was as floored on initial listen of a song as I was the first time I heard that drop in Up at Night. Like, I, I, I haven't involuntarily headbanged that hard since. Like, I, I will never forget the first time I heard that drop, honestly. And yeah. so, when the rest of the album, I mean, even that last album didn't, didn't sound like that and even like this single too like the electronic elements are kind of there but like i said there's there's a lot of different aspects in this band and for the most part all those aspects are very good and everybody in this band is really talented and so it's mind-boggling to me how so many good things can be there and yet they can all come together and then create something that is not as good as the sum of its parts yeah. Yeah. I, the the question about which album, which song from the album would I take, is hard for me because most of the album is in my playlist, but I I never went back to listen to them very like mm-hmm. when I go through my playlist and I'm like, okay, that's a lot of songs by Versus Me, and I only really listen to one of them. Let me listen to them again, and I listen to all eight of them or nine of them or however many there are. Mm-hmm. I'm like, these are all good. But then I just don't ever have a reason to go back to them. Yeah, and I mean, like, yeah. even even their last album, too, it closed on a remix Which of one of their songs. Or it might even be, like, their vocalist. Re- I don't know who Josh Napert is, and I don't know. Is Left Here? Because it's not on their album. Uh, so is Le- it... Left Here was a single that I believe they remixed. Like, um, yeah, from re- re- yeah, re- redid the mixing for. So, it was this. It was a. It was a house song, is yeah. what it was. Just thrown at the end of what, for the most part, was a metalcore album, and it just didn't make any sense. And that's what I feel like. This that same concept is the chorus on this single. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Jo- Josh Napper is a um EDM mixer. Okay. Uh, EDM producer. Yeah, so it, it just the chorus felt like it was thrown in and didn't fit in the song. Not so. even like a deluxe edition or anything, just just thrown yeah. in. Yeah, just thrown in there. It like it talked too much was the song before that, and it felt like a decent enough closer. I was I was good with the album ending there, and then there's just it's just a remix that comes in out of nowhere, and that was honestly part of what took it out of like top ten contention for me. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've referenced their other album more than the, <laughs> the single itself, but the principle still well, a I lot. think that, well, ju- that just goes to it, emphasize how underwhelming this song was. It's right. also to um, try and see, you know, what what could if they somehow listen to this, like what could they focus on in future singles and right yeah, potentially you know see what other people are saying about it well if this is experimentation i'm hoping that this is attached to an ep and not an album because i would rather they figure out what sound they're going for and stick to it than give Correct. us an album of stuff of songs that sound like this the sooner that they really solidify on a sound that they want to be i think this band can go places because they had they had a 2016 album they've had a bunch of singles since then like standalone singles one and they've had this singles. album. I've gone back so, and listened to some of those standalone singles, and one of them featured uh, someone from I Prevail. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was actually one of my favorite songs from them. Anyway, that that in the um the Taylor Swift cover, the Taylor Swift cover is really good. 
Yeah, it is. This band has so much talent, and it just sucks to see a song like this come out that I can't, like, yeah. speak highly of. Yeah, because when, when you're two albums in, plus standalone singles, and you still can't figure out what sound you want without lineup changes, I don't know, like, how much faith I have in the band. What I do have faith in, though, is this next song featuring Rory Rodriguez of Dayseeker, Take the Pain Away by Alesti. Alesti, um, they uh, are a... Uh, by the way, yeah, Jacob, you're talking again. Like, your, your mic's picking up, but I don't know if you're actually talking. No, it's just my fan, I think. Okay, just making sure. Uh, I wanted to make sure we weren't talking over you or anything. Yeah. But, um, LSD, they, it's, I believe it's just one guy who's doing instrumental. Yes. And then, yes. And then getting uh, features from a b- bunch of different people. And Roy Rory Rodriguez, for those that don't know, is the uh, vocalist for Dayseeker. Yeah, and I'm looking. Yeah, I'm looking at this dude's discography, and he's got features um, from Andy Sizek of Monuments and Mockery. Um, I'm looking at James DeBerg from Thousand Below. And now Rory. So he's sort of in the same vein as like Kaizo in Phase One, where he's got roots in the scene and is producing songs featuring vocals from them. So this song was good. If you're going to have Rory Rodriguez feature on an entire song, like from start to finish, I don't think that it can be bad. I don't think that that's <laughs> yeah. physically possible. There, the moment you put Roy Rodriguez on a song, it is an immediate six out of ten at bare minimum. My um, single note for this song is "God bless Rory Rodriguez." Vote. Honestly, but <laughs> at, at, in I the same down. in the same vein, when you get somebody who that's another person who does both cleans and uncleans is Roy Rodriguez. I don't know how we forgot him, but when you get somebody like Roy Rodriguez. To sing for like like three what three and a half minutes yeah three minutes forty one seconds, and at no given point do you have him do any actual uncleans. I felt like he, he touched on it at points, but the song needed uncleans in it to really provide a better structure and variation that would have sent this song over the edge into being really really good as opposed to just great. Um. And I didn't get that, so I was reluctant to add this to my playlist. But at the same time, I think it's a very good song in its own right. Would you guys agree that uh, Rory is in the same vein as Philip Strun from uh, Normandy, where that anything he touches is immediately like half the ranking that it should be? Yeah, 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 ab- yeah. absolutely. There's There's certain features that you get from vocalists who are just so naturally attuned to making their voice fit into pretty much anything that you can't not enjoy at least their part of the song. Going back to your point on no unclean vocals on this song, I didn't really mind the lack of them, but I don't think it takes, I don't think it takes away from the song at all that there aren't any unclean vocals. I don't think that it would suffer from having them though. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's just how talented Rory is. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can mm-hmm. just do anything with him, and it'll be good. I feel like if you do something like with a 
the reference applied by Lance once again with what they did in Criminal, where it's just that little bit that's just heavy. You don't even need like a full like verse or anything. Yeah. You you just need that one little bit that just adds that variation. Um that and I don't think the lyrics contributed to like the emotion yeah. that Rory can do. Mm. I I feel like there was a little bit of him that was holding back in that song. And yeah, it, like it listening like strained. Yeah, and listening to a lot of his older songs, um like um Sleep in the Sea, mm-hmm. believe the name. Like Hard listening that one in Vultures where he's just out and just doing his own thing. Like this one definitely feels like he is restrained. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree entirely. I'd almost like to see him more on something like a Kaizo track that's more uh, in the realm of, I guess, dubstep. Yeah. Because you could have him do cleans for the more melodic beginning part, and then as it builds, um, we get more of the heavy vocals that could help contribute to the tone. Sort of like a... Uh, I don't know if you guys listened to the Phase 1 song featuring Northlane from last year crash and burn but it was that same sort of thing where it had the clean vocals prior and then once the build-up hit the vocals got harsher and it it worked really well and i think that rory's voice would almost be more well suited for that oh yeah and so i i hope that we would get something like that but if this is all we get i can't say i wouldn't be disappointed but at the same time this is still a good song that i was pretty content with i feel like um rory um, like put him in a song, uh, similar to like what Rivals and Philip Strand did. I got like that kind of um, like not really drum and bass, but Jake, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking yes. about. Fantastic song that you're talking. Very about. fantastic song where the emotion of the song carries over with the vocalist. Because I, I just don't think there was a lot to this, the instrumentals that really uh, cooperated with what Rory can do. So I know we focused a lot on Rory's feature, but I want to, since this is a song by Alesti and he's like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was, by just that's not what I was about like tra- trying to transition through yeah. as well. Like uh, the, the lyrics of the song and like are probably my least favorite part of it. Um, just because the, the feels kind of generic almost but um in, in terms of like the the message and everything um but the instrumentals are pretty good it's yeah the just, production on this is very good yeah. unless he yeah. seems to be a very talented producer in his own right absolutely i just don't think the uh i i, I don't think rory on this feature was quite the best one given from what he, he can do i feel like yeah maybe give us a different vocalist mm-hmm. uh, and save like more uh very more impactful emotions for rory but for this particular song like he did really well i think if you're a solo producer able to bring in vocalists like rory or james deberg from thousand below like you're doing mm-hmm. good things out there yeah <laughs> oh yeah true anyway let's move on to another song we, we got a whole slew of songs with some features coming up this one might be oh, yeah. my personal favorite of them. In Heart's Wake released a new song featuring Jamie of Polaris entitled Hellbringer. Turn it up! That's how it's
This one, this one's some heat. This one's some fire. I uh, is it? I took this one, took this one out is. of my playlist. I'm gonna be honest. I, really? I I think the lyrics are kind of whatever. Yeah, that was but, that was what did it for me. But I think the the feature and the the song is just great. Anyways, this is my most played song of the month. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, so sad. Jesus. Hey, I, I think Yo, blink bad. twice if you need help, bro. <laughs> I just blinked like five times. <laughs> so, does that mean you, look, you need like a coffee or something? No, I've been staring at a computer screen for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Happening. What were you saying, Toby, though? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the lyrics are kind of cheesy. It's about like. Like what is it like? Rock, rock music is satanic cyanide. There you go. Yeah, that. <laughs> the, the yeah, the lyrics are just I, I can't not cringe a little every time I listen to them, and that was ultimately what led me to remove it from the playlist, just because I, they're so clear that it's you can't ignore them. Um, but overall, I mean. Despite the lyrics, the vocal delivery on the song is very good. I do like the chorus a lot. The breakdown's good. The instrumentals are great. I'm, yeah, I, I like this a lot better than um, Worldwide Suicide, if nothing else. What about uh, Son of a Witch? I think Son of a Witch suffers from the same lyrical corniness that this does, just yeah, slightly. I was, was going to bring up that if you think this song is corny, then Son of a Witch probably has to fall in a similar territory. Yeah, I, I, I prefer, I think Son of a Witch is better than Hellbringer is leagues better than Worldwide Suicide. Fair hmm. enough. I love this song, if it's not evident by it being my most played song of the month, probably. Yeah, it is very um, good. <laughs> The feature of Jamie from Polaris is incredible. Um, the breakdown is crazy. I think the the fact that there's like a four second pause of just yeah, I say that. that yeah, kind of strange. Um, but it works. But it works. Yeah. Um, what song is it that? It's White Livered by Phineas, I believe, does that as well, and it's so good. I think. So the breakdown for the song is segmented in three parts. So you have the silence that goes into the first part of the breakdown. And then it's like, who's dancing with the devil now? And then it jumps into this groovy drums part. Mm-hmm. And that that just like sold me right there. That was when this song like jumped to the next level for me. That groovy drum beat was like, I'm a sucker for Amaranth. That's no secret at this point. Yeah. And that just reminded me heavily of Amaranth. And I'm... Really? yeah kind of i could see it and then you jump into the second part of the chorus where not the chorus the breakdown where you you go heavier on who's the devil now you go heavier on the instrumentals a little bit and it's just it's just so good the chorus uh who who does the vocal who does the queen vocals is it their guitar guitar players i don't know if they're regular he has a fantastic voice in the chorus and just in general. Um, their unclean vocalist is pretty good as well. Um, that, this, this song's really good. I definitely see where you're coming from with the lyrics being cheesy because that I can't deny it. I but... like my teenager listening to rock music. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> I've had parents explain to me, well, I let my teenager listen to rock music because that's all he'll listen to. 
Well, let me tell you something. Lyrics to real rock music is nothing more than satanic cyanide. Yeah. I don't think that was necessary. I think this song would have been fine without it. That little VO clip at the beginning. But it doesn't really detract from it all too much for me. So, I I love this song. End, end of story. The, the song's amazing. My favorite of the three so far. Yeah. Let's move on to our third feature, then. Uh, I Prevail re-released Dead on Arrival, DOA, featuring Joyner Lucas. And if that shit doesn't kill me, then the police will. I maybe ought to refills on the e-pills and the lean will. I wish I was more flourished. I wish I had more courage. I feel like there's more this was one of when I heard it was announced, I was very excited for this because I enjoy Joyner Lucas's music a lot. It's no secret that I really enjoy I Prevail. So I figured you meld the two, especially on a song like Dead on Arrival. And I didn't think there was any way that it could let me down, but it managed to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the, the it's the structure. It's the structure. Absolutely. You don't if you're gonna have somebody feature you don't stick them on first. Yeah. You can Especially, throw them on second. You can throw yeah. them on for a third chorus or a third verse. You well, don't do yeah. it first. You need to... Because when you get... When you have the first third of the song be Joyner Lucas, and the second and third part of the song, Only I Prevail, it doesn't create a contrast that I feel like a feature is meant to provide you just go straight into Joyner Lucas and that feels weird. If if it had been I prevail on the first the first verse, then you get the chorus, and then this very same Joyner Lucas feature, no lyrics change, no thought, no nothing, gets slapped on the second verse. The song would be better. It would be amazing. And I'll stand by that. But as it is, it just it feels it feels awkward to immediately throw Joyner Lucas into rock instrumentals when that's not really the vein of his general music. I felt like the pacing of his his feature was kind of off as well. Yeah. Like it didn't match the beat of the song at all. No. Um, no, not at I all. I think the rapping itself was fine. Um, yeah. Just, it I mean, he, ki- he, he killed the feature. It's yeah. just not... The song isn't structured properly to really let him shine. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's okay. It's another one of those songs where all the elements are there. It was just executed poorly. Yeah. I was already pretty high on Dead on Arrival. Is like yeah. one, of, one of my favorite songs from this album. I, I, well, there's what? Bow Down, uh, Hurricane, and then Rise Above It, and then probably this song for my rankings so i was like you're taking a good song you're throwing a feature from someone that's pretty good i haven't listened to much of joiner lucas's material but i know he's like pretty well known yeah hip-hop scene yeah so i'm like okay this is probably going to be decent and uh just didn't deliver yeah i don't know maybe maybe it's because i don't like rap that much although i'm gonna i'm gonna contradict myself later on (laughs) 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 but uh yeah, I think I'd just rather listen to the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sucks because I like the feature, but overall, the original, yeah, much better. Now let's move on to a rap feature done better? Question mark. 
Zade Wolf featuring Kanata Small in Run This Town. And you will make it out unless you know the rules. Recognize real here. Yeah, hot but it's chill here. This was good. I will say, oh, to be decided, it's mute time. Um, <laughs> and, and Justin Soundcard decided to die, so. Epic. Cool. Well, let's good. Ba- let's bounce it's you and me. I'm it's here, you and I'm me, here. buddy. Oh, goodbye. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, he'll be back. He'll be back. Yeah, welcome back, Chief. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, I have all my like audio stuff connected to one USB hub, and when that goes out for some fucking reason, all my sounds die. So I had to restart. That's unlucky. So let's talk about the Zade Wolf single, featuring Kanata Small. So can we not? (laughs) The one thing I noted is that this is the second time that Zade Wolf has done a feature with this guy. Uh, he did The Jungle 2.0, and The Jungle is not one of his better songs. Um, no. But I, I thought this song was alright. Yeah, I, I joke. This song was alright, but it's not memorable. Have you guys ever heard Sucker for Pain by Imagine Dragons? Yep. Yes. That's what I felt this reminded me of. Yeah. But I thought I thought this was better. Don't get me wrong, but I got the same sort of vibes from the instrumentals, um, and I guess the rap feature too, but... I don't know. I, I I didn't have any expectations going into this. Everything that you've showed me of Zade Wolf before, I haven't like hated by any means. I just haven't really found myself getting into it. But I I did like this a good a good amount. I think if we're comparing the, these two rap features between Joyner Lucas and Kanata Small, I think you can argue that one is more talented than the other. You'd probably argue Joyner Lucas is more talented. But I think yeah. if we're talking about the individual song, I think the Kanata Small feature. Yes, absolutely. Much more. Yep. Yep. I I agree entirely. Um that's that's another thing too. Um forgive me if I'm wrong, because I only listened to this once. But isn't the the Kanata small features reoccurring, right? Like it comes back multiple times within I the song. So. It might be it might not even be a it feature, does, it might yeah. just be a straight up just collab. Yeah, so of the same sort of vein as like Rui Rodriguez. Yeah. So that brings up another point. Could the joiner Lucas feature have been saved by giving him a second verse? Possibly. No, nah, the the problem was was that DOA. This was what I was hoping to say during that. But DOA was started off as a song like just for the band, and then they bring in Joiner to do one verse, and then they just push the entire like rest of their like vocals and whatnot. Yeah, toward the end, which y'all made it feel very disjointed. Um. I feel if he would have gotten, you know, maybe, I don't know. I feel like maybe Zayd do producing for it and just giving him the entire song may have been better. Um, I don't know. Or or at least kind of uh, do kind of a dual thing like um, Valiant Hearts did with Johnny Craig and uh, the guy from Marina. I think doing something yeah. like that where, where the vocals yeah. actually blend together rather than, you know, you sp- you get this part of the track and then you just get this part of the track and then, mm-hmm. you know, the track sounds good. Well, another thing that comes to mind is uh, the Tillian Pearson feature on I The Mighty's, I think it's Silver mm-hmm. Tongues. That is one of the best features I have ever heard because they play well off of each other. They combine their vocal melodies. They've both got equal parts of the track. And when you throw in... A feature like that on anything that's not for a majority of the song or isn't in like a bridge where there's space for it to fit 
Um, kind of like the. Uh, are you all familiar with Fumes by the Eden Project? Vaguely. I'm not. Vaguely. Yeah. So there's they. He redid it like two years later with an artist called Nash, and put him as a vocal feature during the bridge where it was normally just electronics, which fits because there was nothing there before. So as long as you have that same sort of vibe, you can make that work within the song, as opposed to this where you're throwing it in where vocals were before, or I guess as opposed to Dead on Arrival, I should say, not Run This Town, um, where there are vocals there before and you put something new in now that doesn't quite mesh as well. But yeah, overall, I would say the Kanata Small feature, I agree, was better than the Joyner Lucas feature. Or at least it matched the song better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to... Uh, when I said 45 minutes later, I think I... I'll, I'll need to double check how accurate I am. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it might have been a little bit longer <laughs> than that. Have, very well uh, might have been more than yeah. that. Swaves dropped a new song called Wasting My Youth. Unbridled by the words you speak. How would I know if you've been silent? Oh, yes. Attached to an album, too. We finally uh, got the release finally, finally, finally the release My To better days. In the air. August 7th, baby. It's, oh, yeah. yeah, it's in two months. Two months from today. Guess what? Uh, 30 tomorrow. days have September, April, June, and November 30th. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, this song is the fifth single. And with how good all four of the other singles were, I, I was like, I was torn between should I set my expectations on par with the other four? Or can they really put out five songs that are all that good? And this one ended up just falling a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, I think I like it better than Barry Alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think the issue is that trying to... Um, because it's, these are obviously, at the end of the day, going to be grouped in one album that's going to tell its own kind of story. Um, I feel like trying to compare... Um, like, this thing, like this single to all the other ones... Like as a whole, just kind of, um, you know, definitely, kind of underrates it. Um, as a standalone song, it's really good. It just feels kind of like formulaic almost. Yeah, I, I would say not really. Formulaic is a bad word. It, it just seems like it's been done before. What, um, does, what does this song have that the other four singles don't? Yeah. That's it's, what I question. I feel like it's shorter and the instrumentals are not as powerful as like something like Burial Eye and heavier. Actually, yeah. before, before we get into the song more, by no means is this song bad. No, oh, no, by no, 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 no means this song is still really, really good. Yeah. Now, I will say that having gotten those five singles with like the album audio, like from my purchase of the vinyl pre-order or whatever, um, they did change the mixing on Barry Alive to fix what I thought were the vocals getting muddled a little bit and the instrumentals and things not being as crisp as they could be. And Barry Alive listening to those audio files has steadily become one of, if not my favorite single. 
So I am very excited for the album to drop, but as it stands with the current like production on it, I think that it's my least favorite um, with uh, Wasting My Youth coming in at fourth. Is the um is that version of the mixing is that publicly available? Mm, I can send it to you, but it's not publicly available. Uh, no, that's a, yeah, that, that's something. Question. It's publicly available for my phone to Mediafire. Yes. But yeah, yeah. If I if I like can't go on a YouTube and like search, yeah. It, you, Which, at this point, you probably might be able to. But um, uh, the, yeah. Yeah, it just feels like this song is good, but, you know, as it stands compared to the rest of the singles, it definitely falls on the shorter end. I did enjoy a lot of the lyricism in this song, though. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. We tied a knot, but you were tying a noose. I was going to bring up that same exact line. It's yeah. an amazing line. This, uh, this and... um. The lyrics in they've been killing it with the fucking lyrics in each of these singles. The lyrics to uh, talk to a friend yeah. is the lyrical song of the year. And yeah, yeah. Um, give us the, a gold medal already. The second verse where it's just the like the five questions, and then mm-hmm. it's literally five questions. Is is that the best? That verse blew ever? my fucking mind when I realized that. Anyway, wasting yeah. my youth. Yeah. Well, it ties into I was talking about it. the The lyricism of this particular song is really good, um, especially like in the chorus. I think for me, like I already said, it, like what does this song bring when heavier is probably the most emotional one? Mm-hmm. Uh, prayers, yeah. uh, I believe you coined this, Derek. Um, prayers uh. is like the catchiest. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. Burial Eye has the best instrumentals, and Talk to a Friend has the best lyrics. And I struggle to find something that I can say, Wasting My Youth is the best of yeah. something. Yeah, I, I'll agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. Either way, this album is going to be top five of the year. So, uh, oh, if, yeah. At the very least. <laughs> at the very least. It's going to be top one, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. No, no. It has every it, right it, to be top in one. In fact, it could just be a five-song EP, and it would still rank in the top. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Probably. I. That would be <laughs> such a tease. Anyway, I couldn't. You can't just give me these five and dip yeah. on out. So thank goodness uh, we, we got we an actually, album fortified. We the next song, we did get a full track list for this album. Thirteen. Yes, songs. we did yeah. thirteen songs. Do you guys think that we'll get another single before then? I, yes. I was about to ask that. I don't think so. I do. If we do, it's going to come middle of July. Yeah. It's going to come last week of July. Probably the week before it releases. I I don't think it's going to come that early because then that'll just get it'll get overshadowed by the the album. And I, I feel like if we do get a single, it's going to be middle of July. Okay. Yeah. That would make sense. I just they've released songs at the end of every other month, so I feel like if you're following pattern, then it would make sense for one to release at the end of July, but with it really with the album releasing in early August, who knows? That might be that might be off now. I think we've any any final points on this song? I don't want to just cut off a song that's this good. It's even too though good. we've been even though we have been critical of it. 
Yeah, it's Earth still guys. it's still I, very I, good. Yeah. Don't 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 kill me, guys. But I think it is better than both prayers and burial eye. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can respect that. I don't agree, but I can definitely respect it. Yeah, burial eye prayers and wasting my youth are kind of the three that I've noticed are kind of interchangeable between all of us. Uh, we we can each agree. Like talk to a friend and heavier. Yeah. Up there, yep. but uh, like these three in particular, the, these definitely seem like like based on our tastes and everything. Yeah, um, just just depending on who's listening to it. You know, it's going to be a good song. Interesting the f- point. Good. If we're thinking in context of the album, where do you think Wasting My Youth is going to rank? Is it going to rank, like, towards the bottom of the album? Like, if we're rating each song individually, or is it going to be, like, mid-table? I, I don't think I can say that without... I, when I got eight other tracks, yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I can't even... Well, we have no idea what else is going to be on that album. Fair we can enough. just get eight bangers, and then these singles are yeah. what's at the bottom. Talk what? to a friend is never going to be more than top two. It's never going to be well, worse than top two. You have no idea. You don't know that. And that's no, the thing. That. The, the fact that each of us can have separate favorites of the singles and still all agree that every single song is really good is a testament to how good and talented this band is and how good this album is likely going to be. I mean, I'm... So incredibly excited for this to come out. God bless Ryan Two months Rodriguez, can't but pass God bless enough. Matt McAndrew for saving this band. Yes, absolutely. Every band that Johnny Craig leaves somehow comes back better than it was before. <laughs> Every single time, it boggles my mind. I don't know how he does it. All right, I, think I just need Johnny to keep starting bands and then doing crack and dipping Some, on someone's out. Someone's going to take over a solo project. Watch out. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I think we should Tillian's solo project gets disbanded, Johnny Craig takes over. <laughs> Alright, let's move on to this next one. And we're gonna be two hours in and not even get started with the albums. Let's go! Alright, real quick, Ghost Myself by Diamante. No, I don't care. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, ever since I listened to her feature on that Bad Wolf song, she shows up in my Discover Weekly every single time that, like, she puts anything out, and I just can't be bothered to give a fuck about any single one of the songs. So I can't. Yeah, They're all okay. She released a song in March, and I purposely left it out of the March recap because it was that forgettable. This one, I felt like, had some value to it. Not a lot but some yeah i mean value. nothing she puts out is objectively bad it's just none of it like really stands out to me as yeah. something i want to go back and listen to more than once yeah um the only song that really sticks out to me of one that i would want to revisit is war cry and that one has like some a really gritty feel to it this mm-hmm. one's just it's i wrote down that this diamante is like the S- serious xm octane queen that that describes yeah the music that yeah, you'll get from this that's about, uh, that's about right. And I don't think I have too much more to add. It's, it's nope. kind of generic rock with a female vocalist, and it's okay. Maybe decent, maybe a little bit better than decent at times, but there's I don't feel like there's too much to say about this one. No, there really isn't. It is what it is. You guys have said. You, you cut uh, out? Yo, you alright there, bro? <laughs> what? You alright? You, you cut out like all hell. Oh, yeah, shit's dying, but... <laughs> Epic, let's it. go. <laughs> yeah, there Come, we go. Coming through straight and clear. All right. 
Sorry about that. Uh, you guys have already said what I had to say. All right, so let's move on to the last pair of singles. Do we want to talk about these together? Do we sure. Talk about them separately? All right, I so feel like you can't not talk about them together, honestly. Fit for a King and We Came as Romans uh, featured on each other's songs. So we have Fit for a King song Backbreaker featuring We Came as Romans, and We Came as Romans Carry the Weight featuring Fit for a King. Both, both good, both not super different from their individual like songs. I'd say I, I didn't. I didn't even notice the feature, and uh, I think carry the weight. Yeah, that's odd because I didn't notice them backbreaker. I think they're both downgrades. Yeah. yeah, it's a cool thing though, like featuring in. Oh uh, yeah, no, absolutely. From yeah. Other bands in the scene, like. It's cool. I, I can't think of any the last time people did this. You know, I think I would be down for this to become like a more popular trend. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree one hundred and ten percent. Went getting a uh, slaves and dayseeker. Oh please, <laughs> don't do that! Don't give me hope. <laughs> but I don't no, really think I have too much to say about these because I didn't really notice the features, and I have I don't really remember the original singles either. Yeah, I will say Backbreaker. The end of Backbreaker is ridiculous. It is, and the way he's just like, no, no big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I got it off that end, dude. Yeah, it was. Yeah, overall, I mean, it's not like either of them were not good. I mean, they yeah. were both very enjoyable. It's just I don't really see myself revisiting either of them. I don't think I like. I like the concept, I like the song, but overall they're just not great, I feel. I don't know. Alright, I think that's a dumb deal. We are finally through the month of singles. One more thing. One more thing about these. I also feel like, I don't know if you guys know what Carry the Weight is about. I'm not aware. No. You do? It's it's, it's about, like, uh, We Keep Miss Roman's past vocalist kyle yeah. oh yeah yeah because that got released with um oh what was the other one that got put as that two two song package after uh, uh from the first note yes i i don't this may be wrong of me to say but like i feel like it's kind of like devaluing yeah okay i could see that yeah yeah, like Backbreaker doesn't have that yeah. context to it. So, I mean, I don't like as if you're trying to add to the song for the sake of doing so, then yeah. But I could see where that would kind of muddle the true like intentions of of carry the weight. Mm. They may probably feel. Oh, there he goes. Fuck. Fuck. Hey, oh, yeah, yeah, you're sounding so much better, dude. Keep it up. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> so all right, EP time, boys. Yeah, so that is the month of singles. That was a lot of music that we just discussed. that was that was a Boom. lot of singles.
And that was after we cut stuff, too. Yeah, we cut probably four or five singles as well. I'm glad I did that. I'm really glad I did that. Yeah. So let's let's talk about... So May had a lot of singles, but it lacked in terms of EPs and albums. Albums. So at least we have that going for us. So we aren't Mm -hmm. here for another two hours. Yeah. So let's begin with uh, an EP from Dead Lakes called New Language. Uh, full disclosure, I meant to listen to this. I've been wanting to. Uh, it is the one thing I haven't heard, so I won't be able to give you any input on this one. I also did not listen. All right, Jake, let's go. Let's see. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear it. So... This is the first I've ever really listened to this band. It they appeared in my uh, release radar, even though I had never listened to them before. But I've heard the name, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, sure, I'll give it a shot." Um, Post hardcore, that's their thing. Ooh, um, they're they're quieter. They're not they're not like slaves, really. Um, but I this. It was an enjoyable listen of an EP, but there isn't much that makes me want to go back to it. And I think it it all sounds really one-noted. Um, it's really hard for me to just find a difference between the songs. Um, like, by no means are they bad songs. Just kind of forgettable, underwhelming, somewhere in that vein. Um, yeah. It's like you'll you'll listen to the EP and you're gonna enjoy it, and you'll have a good time with it. But a week later, you'll move on, and something new is gonna overshadow it. And I think that's how I think about the EP in general. Um, not bad, not great, um, but worth a listen. Okay, yeah. It's I mean, like I said, it's been on my radar. I've been meaning to listen to it. I just haven't gotten around to it. I'm really like backed up on listening to things. Don't worry. Which I, I didn't think would be the case given how much time, way. but this the, past we week had, has been like, We had so few releases in May and I still only managed to chuck off two albums from my list of albums I need to get to. My Google Doc that's growing to be almost 60 artists long and probably 70 or 80 albums worth. <laughs> Actually, pro- probably not 80. Anyway, I don't think there's too much more that we can say on this EP. Oh, no, uh, I, I, uh, I had close to me on my playlist before it was on this EP because it was just released as a single. And yeah, it sounds it was it was good when I listened to it. But, you know, listening to this album, um, I'll Jake, I'll mirror what you said. Yeah, you'll you'll enjoy this, but nothing makes you want to go back to it on the contrary crossfaith put out a new ep entitled species i didn't go to it at all that makes you feel any better this is my favorite ep of the year and i'm not ashamed to say it really yeah I mean, okay. what competition is there in terms of EPs? Right. <laughs> you know, that, yep. <laughs> so does this, does this just default as my favorite EP then? Like, 
Well, I th- there oh, have been a few other it. EPs that have released. Like the, the only two that come to mind are Palmist and then Emery Heights. And I don't know if you've listened to either of those. I listened to Palmist. Uh, I mean, there was the, that Bill Murray cover EP. I enjoyed the hell out of that. But uh, other than that, yeah, you're right. Shit. <laughs> there hasn't so, been any EPs this year. Yeah. One EP here, guys. <laughs> Congratulations to CrossFit. I didn't I, like this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Derek for once. Yeah, Jacob, like help me either. out here. Speak your praises. When I listened the first time, I honestly didn't like it. But I came back to it today to to prepare for this. And it was amazing. The, the what's, it, what's it? The feature. What's his name? Jim Dog. Jim Dog. Like I said earlier, I'm gonna contradict myself. The rap I don't like, but in this song I like it. Now I'm gonna yeah. counterpoint you, even though you're on my side, in that Crossfaith has done rap features better in a song called Freedom. True. I don't right. think there's any individual Crossfaith song that I actively have enjoyed really like enough to add it to the playlist. Uh, the perfect nightmare. There's also just Soul Seeker. I think that None of Your Business is a very good song. I think it's the best song off this EP. I think something is missing from this EP to really bring it into the territory of being like absolutely great, um, at least for me. But I just I, I went back and listened to it a couple of times, hoping that something would click. Um, especially after hearing high praise for it, like on Twitter, and I just couldn't get behind it so there's five songs on this ep two of them were singles so there's digital parasite which we reviewed last month which in my opinion was the weakest song on this ep and then there's endorphin which i really liked endorphin uh the other three so there's truth of insanity none of your business and then your song um your song just has so much power to it and i love it it's amazing it's like you don't think of like a closer to an EP comparable to like a closer to an album, but your song has that feeling to me, where it just feels like a really good closer track, even though it's only a five song EP. And then "Truth of Insanity" is kind of, it's more of like a generic metalcore song, considering Crossfaith's uh, electronic or roots, I guess you could say. Um. Truth of Insanity is good. I haven't listened to none of your business all that much. I didn't particularly like the feature. Um, hey, I, have you read the lyrics? I have not. They're kind of kind of interesting. All right. Um, some of them are in Japanese, though. I, th- I thought some of them were when I heard it. Um, but I, I think this EP is pretty damn good. I like it a lot. I think yeah. I think the only thing I would say is that like you could have done the rap feature better on none of your business, I and disagree. that's just going based off of other examples they've had with other features. Um, even back to Wildfire, which is a pretty old like that was probably four years ago, featuring Skindred, mm-hmm. I think, and I think that was better than this, maybe. I don't know. It's been a while since I listened to that one, but I think Crossfaith has done features better than this one. Maybe I just haven't listened to it enough, though. I don't know. 
I need to listen to this more to to make a argument to that. Either way, there's some endorphin and your song are both really I endorphin has endorphin dipped into the electronic core more than any other song, and I almost wish that that stayed true throughout other songs. Like I would have loved to see more of those electronics. Even though Crossface is already pretty heavily rooted in electronics, but I don't know, Endorphin just uh, the build up into the breakdown with all the electronic elements. I feel like I'm repeating myself here a lot, but <laughs> um, I I just really like this. That's all there is to it for me. Yeah, check it out. EP of the year. EP of the year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's even my EP of the year. There's very little competition, to be fair. Anyway, that's it for EPs. We have two albums to get through now. So let's begin with Boston Manor and their album, Glue, full caps. Oh, this, this album, it was an album. It was an album. It was an album. Um, it's not as good as Welcome to the Neighborhood. Uh, I feel like we can all concur on that one. I haven't listened um, to Welcome to the Neighborhood, but from what I've okay, heard about Welcome, well, from what I've heard to, about that album, yeah, I'm it's up to you and me, Jacob. Do you, what, we're about a month removed from this album now. Would you agree that Welcome to the Neighborhood is still better? Yes. Okay. Um, I but, think that, okay, never mind, go nuts. <laughs> Okay, so I got a little bit of a, a little bit of a story. It's kind of like Jake's story with uh, the other EP he was talking about. I don't even remember what it's called. Dead Lakes. Dead Lakes. So, like, when this came out, I was like, oh, I don't really like this. Then I gave it a couple listens, and it was on repeat for the next couple days. But now, like, we're a month in, and... Uh, we're not. I haven't returned to it at all. It's just like, except for like the singles I put in my playlist. So, and I find myself returning to "Welcome to the Neighborhood" a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, maybe at least once a month I go to "Welcome to the Neighborhood," and this I I just don't see myself returning to it. Just unless I, except for the singles I put in my playlist. This album just felt really underwhelming. I don't know if that's... Yeah. I I think what held this album back for me was not any of the individual components of lyricism, songwriting, instrumentals, or vocals. It was the mixing. Because I felt like on a lot of the songs, the vocals got m masked by the instrumentals. Mm -hmm. Now that you bring it up, I think I would be inclined to agree. Um, which is, I guess, in a sense, based on some of what I heard on Welcome to the Neighborhood, kind of their sound, or at least on the singles, kind of the vibe that they were going for with this album, which I get it, but it's just not my thing. Um, that said, I think there is one track on here that absolutely stands out to me above the rest, which is Playing God. Um, I've given that one a lot of playtime. Um, and I... that on the next album. Yeah. Yeah, I... I love this this song a lot whereas i find the rest of the um album to be a little underwhelming but you know 
overall, it's not a bad album by any means. I think that it's an above average album. I just don't think it has the components there to cross into a great album for me. I look at this track list and the only song that I see that I really want to revisit is Everything is Ordinary. And other than that, I'm just like, eh? You gotta, you gotta... I probably need to listen to it again because it's been quite a few weeks at this point. I think also, maybe not for you, Jake, but for me and Derek, maybe Quill as well, I don't know. But uh, maybe our expectations from Welcome to the Neighborhood... We're too, high. We're too high. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could be very well true. I mean, when you have something that's as good as Welcome to the Neighborhood, like, if you're going to follow it up, it needs to be... Although I will I will say that it's not necessarily in the same vein as that album. So in that respect, I don't know if I can really compare the two, like, realistically. But I'm still going to do it, <laughs> which... <laughs> Which means that I'm going to think Glue isn't as good, because Welcome to the Neighborhood is an easy top 15 album of the year for me, of 2018, if not top 10, so. You know, it is what it is, but overall, I think this album comes with a recommend. It's good, just, I feel like there are better, there's one better album that we're going to talk about next. One better Yeah. Oh my god. He's gone again, bro. Bro. He's fixing his issues. He's good. Good. No way, dude. No way it's better. Yeah. I did not just say that. That pained me to say, but. I'm inclined to agree, and that's the thing. Are we going to move on to the dark horse of. 2020 asking alexandra put out a new album like a house on fire oh boy i think we're about to erupt into the fire yeah i i need him on my side (laughs) i went into this album with low expectations and a decent amount of anger Mm -hmm. and i came out of it on first listen Pleasantly surprised. He's back. Oh, cool. Welcome back. Welcome we're, back. We're we're on to asking Alexandria. Uh, he's, I can see he's, he's excited. I can see doomed, he's excited. Doomed. Doomed. <laughs> um, yo, just you all right there, bro? No, but keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, I then went back and listened to the album again, and liked it even more. Can tell you, even like even Pam. Oh, even the that's of a bad take. Even <laughs> then. And then I went back and listened to it again. <laughs> and it's, this is a really good album, and I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm so upset with myself, because I, I feel like that's a dirty sin to enjoy this album. Especially after we all collectively shit on it, like, prior to its release. <laughs> I'm gonna I, say, Down to Hell is still on my playlist. Uh, yeah, editing, I, editing, Jake, if you could just ref back where we talked about uh, the singles in the last Yeah, 
Yeah, where I went on a tirade about Down to Hell, which I don't even hate anymore, having listened to it repeatedly Whoa, in the context God. of the album. <laughs> this, it's all falling apart. It's so doomed, dude. I 20, can't not, I can't put, I can't put apart. this album down. I can't put this album down. I'm going to come out and say it. The singles are the weakest songs on this album, or at least some of the weakest ones. And even Maybe. then, like, like, House on Fire, I think, good. works as a very good opener. Yes. Um, I didn't like it as a single. I just needed to hear it in the context of the album. Down to Hell isn't actually that bad. Yes. Um, I think that the transition from anti-socialist uh, with I don't... Right now. What? Shitting on it. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do it anymore, Blink dude. twice I've... if you're okay. I, yo, I'm staring at my screen. There, no blinks, bl no blinks are happening, bro. I'm, I'm vibing. I think that I don't need you acts as a great bridge between the four singles and the rest of the album. Um, sorry, I don't need I, you is probably my second favorite song in this album. I'm gonna say, and I, I cannot put that song down, dude. It's That's so a, good. It really is so good. I haven't listened to it since the day it came out. I <laughs> I probably need to revisit that one. I think that... No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, it's the one with the the feature by... I think it's Grace Grundy, right? Yeah, Grace Grundy. Yeah, I mean, she sounds great. Danny sounds great. Danny, I... he, does, he does sound great throughout this album. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Um... My second or my favorite song in this album is ironically the one that during the listen, like our first initial listen through together. What? It's not, it's not. Don't worry. That one's that one's not top of the list. But it was It's Not Me, It's You, which I said that the instrumentals and vocals felt very disjointed, and I was only going to re listen to it because of the chorus. And it's my most listened to song for the month. Um, okay. Yeah. Everything is clicked for me um, with that song. Uh, stuff like what's going to be in, in my blood, I think are amazing songs. Yes. I will um, 100%. Those were probably going to be two of the three songs I was going to bring up. Those two. Even Lorazepam. It's not great, but having, giving the album a full re-listen and then re-listening to that song individually I think it it makes more sense to me the more I listen to it. Um, it didn't make the playlist. Don't worry, I haven't. I'm not too far gone. But yeah, it's. I think that there are a couple songs on here that could do with being trimmed out of the album. It is. A lot, I think it, there's a lot of songs on this album. It's 15 tracks. That's a lot of music. I would have been very happy with. The violence and the razapam go very well hand in hand. I think that if you cut those two songs and made In My Blood the closer, the album would be better off. Okay, that's an interesting um, point. Yeah. And I would agree I, with that, actually. I would cut out Give You Up as well. But I don't think anything else in this album realistically could be cut and I wouldn't miss it. Um, I've given this album an unholy amount of re-listens more than it i feel like it deserves but at the same time i'm actually very happy with it um and i'm very tempted to say that it's gonna end up being a top 10 album oh, of the God. year oh, no, 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 if you're no. gonna He's say long. that 
if you're gonna say that, uh, I'm gonna say that Poppy is still in my top three. Top three. Damn. Yeah. I could see top ten. Then, I, I mean, I was about to say that's not hard when we're only halfway through the year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just i I went into this album with very low expectations, and I gave it a Pleasantly chance. Surprised. And the more chances I gave it, the more I enjoyed it. Pleasantly surprised, definitely. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, the vocal opponent, Jacob, hit me with it. What a rain! It it feels like. It feels like the Danny show. Yeah. Yes, I will agree. I will agree. Yeah, I wrote down. This song remember... has very few memorable guitar or drum or anything instrument-related moments. Yes. I remember on on the night of release, I said, I don't remember what song it was, but I was like, it's just Danny and the drummer. And that's literally, that, <laughs> that sums up the entire album. It's, I, yep. I remember a screenshot I took of that conversation where, Derek, you said... Uh, society has moved past the need for the rest of asking Alexandria. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's very reminiscent of that, uh, the Word Alive album. And that, the same sort of thing, where I felt like the Word Alive, I don't remember any instrumental moments from that album. I know a lot of, like, Telly Smith's incredible vocal performance from that album, but I can't remember anything instrumentally. And I feel like it's, outside of a few moments, um... Like with the solo uh, in this album, and then the drums at the start of "It's Not Me, It's You," it like you said, it really is just a lot of Danny Warsnop. Um, which is, is is it the same producer? Did Eric Ron produce this? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up because Eric Ron produced those Bad Omen singles. He did the Too Close to Touch EPs. He did um, the new Johnny Craig stuff. He did the Word Alive. Which is like why I guess limits and a lot of the stuff in that most recent The Word Alive album sound very similar. I feel like let me see. Weird contrast uh, to be, to how limits is still my favorite song of the year, and I don't really like The Word Alive album all that much. Then yeah, let me see again, here. I'm, I'm just kind of critical on The Word Alive. Oh, uh, it was Matt Good. Okay. I, I kind of want to go back not? to your point on how different would this album be if you removed the violence and lorazepam, and I really think that would help the album a lot. Like. I yeah, think In I My mean, Blood would be a really good closer. Yeah, the, the violence, violence and the Razapim work well together, but compared to the rest of the songs, I don't think they need to be here. The violence already felt out of place to me on this album. Yeah. And I, Pam, just not a good song. Well, especially um, because in the violence was released so long ago, I would have been fine with that being a standalone single. Oh, absolutely. The violence and then leaving it off the album. Single. Yes, absolutely. In the context of the album and like where it's placed, it doesn't make sense. I don't the think violence absolutely would have been better off as a standalone single, unless like you release this as a regular album, then you add the violence for a deluxe version, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. And the Razpam. In my blood, I, I could see that. It'd be a fantastic closer. Uh, in my blood is a, it has like some of the electronic elements to it, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it has the slower fade out, and I think that would have been fantastic to end off yeah. the album. Even um, even though the album's fifteen tracks, I don't feel like it drags on like too terribly long for being as long as it is. But that said, it still could do with like I said, some trimming down, maybe to like twelve songs. Cut out, give you up the balance and Razapam. I would and call, three. call yeah. it a day, but I think the only other song I would argue you could take out would be "I'll Do Respect." Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I haven't listened to that one since release day, so. Although, I, like, the whole the whole point of that song is that it's kind of a middle finger to everybody who's like, oh, Asking Alexandria is not heavy anymore, like, we don't want to listen to this band, they're just telling them basically to go fuck themselves. So, I feel like, even though it's not a great song, it still needs to be in here, considering, like, everything that's on the album. Okay. Um, as just that message to them. But overall, yeah, I, I enjoy this album. The... You don't remember it? You should listen to it a couple times. No. Yeah, I, I, okay. also, I also don't remember it. But from the initial listen, these guys have a better grasp on what they want to sound like than, say, like, ver- um, versus me that we were talking about. Do they have a better grasp than Hands Like Houses? Better grasp. <laughs> yeah. They, they know what they want to sound like it's just that that change in sound given their older material uh-huh. isn't for everybody and i yeah. think that their self-titled was a much better direction to take the band in with this sort of style um that album as a whole i think is a lot better than this one and if they would have stuck with that sort of do you think it's a good bridge between you know what i think that this album if you swapped like a house on fire and they're self-titled that that would make more sense because the self-titled feels like a good bridge between their older material and what this is instead of the other way around. Really? Yeah. Because a lot of this outside of, I don't need you is, is radio stadium rock mm-hmm. yep. as opposed to their self-titled, which is a good mix of that. Um, some of the heavier, aspects of the band and songs like uh where'd it go or where did it go um as well as some of the more i guess like acoustic slower elements um and songs like vultures you have the electronic elements and songs like alone in a room i think that that sounds like a mature a more mature refined sound than this does just because of all the the songs in the self-titled are both varied and cohesive so, this feels like a step down from that, if that makes sense. Mm. I don't know. I I enjoyed the self-titled more than this, but that said, I still really did enjoy this album, despite not wanting to. One thing I forgot to mention when we first started discussing this album. This is the first album that we're discussing on this podcast that I've actually heard a previous album from. So, <laughs> that's... Oh, that's thing. true, yeah. yeah that's because fair. every other band we've discussed in terms of albums, I haven't really heard previous material from too much other than cross maybe Crossfaith would be like yeah i was about to say Crossfaith. yeah but that was an ep not an album yep. so EP of the year by the way <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you could make the argument for Crossfaith. but in terms of albums asking alexandria is like one of the first where i actually can compare it to older material and i think it's a step down but i don't think i don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be it's yeah amazing. yeah it's not fantastic I, as long it's not as not going to be their peak, yeah. But there's decent moments. Obviously. As long as you go into this album with the mindset that old asking Alexandria is dead, and you shouldn't expect that from this album, it, it gets better. But I didn't like old asking Alexandria anyway, so I that's uh, that's one that gets me killed on metalcore Twitter. But I I don't like stand up and scream. I don't like any of their older material prior to to Danny coming back and releasing their self-titled. I don't like the black. I'm just not an overall fan of anything this band has done prior to, to self-titled in this. 
If you put but, this album under a different name that isn't asking Alexandria, would it have been received better? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think it would have been received at all. That's the problem. Put it under Danny Warsnow. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what's what's that band that released um, an album last year and their shit ended up? Is it Fight the Fade? Fight the Fade was this year. What what band? They have like a, a flaming fist, I think, on the front of their album. It's something you listen to, Jake. And they put out a they put out an album last year that was like I felt highly forgettable. But it ended up on like Sirius XM and stuff like that. But nobody really gave a shit about it. And it was just like an average album. And I feel like, in theory, this might have ended up in that same sort of vein. But because it's got Asking Alexandria's name on it, more people are going to listen to it. And from what I've seen, for the same amount of people that have hated it, people have also said, you know what? I enjoyed this. So I think that there would have been more consistent reactions if it was released under uh, a different name, but I don't know if the reactions would have been, or if there would have been any more positive reactions than there are now. I'm currently scrolling through my playlist to try and find an album cover that has a fist. Yeah, I feel I, like... I may have also been, like, completely off base <laughs> on that, because I didn't listen to it more than once. I'm trying to think... I've definitely got one of their songs in my playlist of shit that I don't listen to anymore. I'm gonna find it. Y'all keep going. I'm on the hunt. I, I don't think I have too much more to add about this Asking Alexandria album. It has good songs. I think Anti-Socialist is still my favorite song on the album, but there's, like, some contention for it. I think what's gonna be in my blood and here's to starting over all contest for that upper echelon of songs on this album. Mm-hmm. Um, in my blood especially, I wasn't big on that song when it first came out, but the more I listened to it, I was like, okay, this is kind of nice. Yeah. Like, it, you, you kind of just get into it. Um, and... Yeah, there's some forgettable songs, but I think I don't know. I just think it's it's an okay album. It's not that bad, and that's all I have to say about it. And if no one else has anything to comment, let's get into some closing thoughts, shall we? Shall we find this band that you're trying to think of? Dude, I am desperately searching. <laughs> <laughs> I will I got, find this. I got some closing thoughts while he's doing that. Um, uh, May is probably the most forgettable month for uh, music releases. Interesting. Currently, in in terms of albums, singles, in terms singles of albums, a lot of, in terms of albums, yes. Yeah, in terms of albums, uh, well, there's a lot of forgettable. If we're, ta- like, if we're talking months on the whole, I still think March would be the most forgettable. March is probably the most forgettable. Yes. Um, in terms April of had April had some pr- surprising like. Songs April, to come April out of that. Godlike, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. a- April came out swinging, but I-, I feel like May was kind of that that point where the where the um, pandemic really hit, and we didn't get a lot of releases or right. some were definitely pushed back mm-hmm. at least a couple months. Just if everything's getting pushed back, that means we're all going to get all of the goodies at one time. Then, oh yeah, that, that's so, why I'm saying like, it, I, we're, like we're in the calm August, before the uh, storm. August before August through October is going to be fucking bloated. We're, we're, we're in the calm before the storm right now. You guys ready for three and a half hours of Hive Mind Radio podcast? <laughs> no, I'm oh dear gonna, God, I'm just gonna have to cut out more singles. That, that's what it's going to have to come down. Yeah, to. really uh, at this point. So, 
motherfucker, where is this band? <laughs> I'm going through your playlist now. I know it was in 2018. I will find it. So help me God. Wait, this 20, needs to 2018? Happen. Yeah, you said 2019. Yeah. You said oh, 19. yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you were. Actually, you know what? I might have been right. I'm really not sure. <laughs> I know it's been a while. It's probably just 2020. 2020 Was has it been, this one? No. This single to artist. Fight like sin. No, 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 no. That fight was fight like, the fury. Fight like sin has an album cover with a hand on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This might be it. Hold on. Go to artist. No, no, absolutely not. Damn. Not it. Not it. No, wrong. How, how can you tell if you have an idea? How can you tell? No, because I can see the album thing in my head. I know the colors I'm looking for. <laughs> That's a lot of colors. Look, all right. When I find this album name, I'm gonna know. <laughs> oh, is this it? Is this it? Hold on, this might be it. One moment. One moment. Go to artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awake at last. The change. That oh, album. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. That shit. They made it onto Sirius XM for some of their songs. That's not a all what the fuck you all about? Yo, yo, stop, stop, stop! All right, it's a head. It's clo it's a body part. Close enough. All right. Leave I remember alone. when that album came out, and I was like, "This is a top five album of the year right now." And good lord, I could not have been more wrong. Yeah, yeah. But hey, we're past those days now. That was almost a year ago when that album came out. Jeez. I saw them live. Oh uh, yeah, how'd that go? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds. <laughs> Awake at Last are alright. They have a couple okay songs, but overall... Yeah, that was the that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, oh, before, I did hear one other album this month that was very highly anticipated on my end uh, was uh, Notes on a Conditional Form by the 1975. Oh, yeah. um, that's a band I've been into for a good while now. And I will say that British Rock is fucking killing it this year. Between that and the Enter Shikari album, um, the 1975, I think that this is my least favorite album song-wise that they've put out, but my favorite in the sense that everything feels like it flows together really well. And the album's like an hour and a half, and it definitely doesn't feel that way. It feels like I'm listening to it for like 45 minutes. Um, even though like half the tracks are instrumentals that are just bridges between the songs. Um, it it was a very interesting listen, especially because so for every album that they do, their opener is always called the 1975. And it's usually like just an instrumental with like some vocal clip put in. And at this point, their instrument or their oh shit, the 1975 just came out on my playlist. Let's go. Um their uh opener this time was just uh Greta Thunberg's or one of her speeches uh, about climate change over piano. And in theory, that should not work as an opener, nor should it be able to transition into any other song like seamlessly, but they still managed to make both of those things happen and work really well. Um, overall, I was, I was very pleased with the album, uh, especially because it didn't feel like two years since the last one had come out. Um, I, think, I think this album was 24 tracks long. Jesus. something crazy like that but again like it didn't feel like it it was it was something that I, I i really enjoyed and i'm really glad i got to listen to and i would definitely recommend it um if you're not into the 1975 it's probably gonna feel like it's it's longer than it actually is and you're gonna feel that hour 30 minutes but i don't know i enjoyed the hell out of this album um maybe not as much as the inner shikari album it felt like a, a bootleg version of the inter shikari album 
Um, but at the same time, it, it it was still very good, and I feel like British rock can do no wrong. So if I get if I get a Don Broco album this year, I'm just gonna have the holy <laughs> trifecta of British rock, and I can call it a day. On the contrary to your 24 song album that's an hour and a half long, I listened to one album by Alec Benjamin, who's just like kind of a mainstream pop artist at this point. Um, and he released an album that's 10 songs and it's only like 28 minutes long. Very easy listen, very enjoyable listen. Um, I don't know. Good. Good album. Good. Just good. <laughs> good album. Oh, shit. Recommend. He's got 13 million monthly listeners? Yeah, he's big. He kind Alrighty. of blew up out of nowhere. He, I'll give it a try. He uh, he released his first songs in, like, wait, 2017. 2018. Or, or, or yeah, 2018. there it is. And he just blew up out of nowhere. Uh, Damn. Narrated for you, his debut album was significantly better than this new one, I would say. But this new one still had quite a few enjoyable songs that he shines based on his lyricism and vocals instrument you aren't getting much out of him instrumentally there's very few instruments to begin with in his project um but it's it's good it was an enjoyable listen it's nice and chill very very easy listen so, good. i'll have to check it out i'll throw in my listen later place i'll listen very soon very cool and god bless i don't have anything else to add I don't either. Anybody um, else got anything? I haven't, like, no albums have really caught my attention that we didn't really discuss. So I've gone back and listened to uh, some old shit that I really, you know, got drawn to. Um, yeah, uh, Derek. What's good? Uh, Dissonance. Still yeah. such a good fucking yep. album. Yep. And then um, I finally... Um, Hands on House is what we're talking about, by the way. Uh, the Patreon. I finally uh, became a member of that and listened to Life in Your Lounge. And man, shit like Drift and Introduce Species Alive. God bless Introduce Species. It's mm-hmm. so good. Yep. And they closed that, the live show out with that, and it's it's amazing. Um, I've gone back listening to that. Oh, uh, I'm flipping through what other stuff I've listened to back from uh, stuff from uh, um, bu- 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 a second. Uh, I listened back to Dayseekers, um, not previous album, the one before it. Origin? Um, well, Sl- Sleepy's Waking. Uh, uh, I-, I also revisited that album this month. Yeah, I revisited that. And then um, there was an album they released in. Uh, it was self deception. It was the one that, yeah, uh, March thirteenth. Um, that band. I recommended uh, that to you like two months ago, and I still haven't gotten to it myself. <laughs> if that says, one if does. that says anything about like how much music I have to listen to, and how I pace myself in doing so. Yeah, I uh, I listened to that. Like that's probably the the um album from like new bands that I've listened to that have come out in the last couple months but like i've just kept coming kept going back to that um dissonance album and uh uh unimagined jacob you got anything to say any uh Uh, no i'm good all right i think that about does it i think that about does it uh once again we uh go even longer than before whoops 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 Hope you enjoy Four Nerds ranting about some music. Uh-huh. Uh, God bless. 
So if you're watching, if you watch the live stream at any point, uh, we did live stream this. Uh, Jacob did. Uh, so thanks for that. Um, if you were in the live stream at all, appreciate you. Um, thanks for listening to us ramble about music for two and a half hours. <laughs> um, I, so, social links are on the Twitch live stream broadcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you need to hear them, at HiveMindRadio underscore on Instagram. New YouTube channel. Just look up Hive Mind Radio on YouTube. Get us to 10 subscribers. We're on the road to 10 subscribers. God bless. When Let's go. Get, when we get 10 subscribers, we'll celebrate. Um, and you aren't getting a reward until the June <laughs> recap comes out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I feel it's also going to be important to note for the live viewers that we did use a playlist to document all the songs Correct. that we talked about. Yes. So um, we can... we um, If... Uh, Jacob wants to drop that in the stream if for anyone still watching. Yep, uh, it will also be available in the description yep. on yes. YouTube. Correct. Uh, so, along with social media for all the bands that we talked about today, which is a lot of them, but they will <laughs> all be in the description. I, I admire I, tenacity <laughs> for all the singles. Gotta, gotta support the bands during, uh, j- just for making good music and especially during these tough times. That oh, yeah. Of course, through, yeah. So. Um, I think... Playlist. Never mind. I'm just talking about seven. <laughs> I think that's a wrap for the May recap. Uh, quite the interesting month. Uh, definitely a bit of uh, a slow out, a slow month for albums, but in terms of singles, I think this month is really the calm before the storm, and it's just leading us to all the potential the rest of this year has to offer. So, oh, that's right, Jake. We're supposed to be getting Palomas soon. And oh. when the fuck are Normandy gonna release? Uh, what is it, Jericho? Jericho. That they teased back in January? They've been playing that like live shows for like ever, apparently. Motherfuckers. I want more Normandy. Right. I'm getting that, that Fit for a King single with Rio. That too. <laughs> that that's too. June, right? I have no Pretty idea. sure that's June. Is it? I think right. so. We'll see that next month then. Dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's going to be the end of the May Recap Podcast. Thanks for listening, if you listened live or if you're listening on the VOD on YouTube. And we'll see you for the June Recap. Okay, take it easy. Have a good one. Goodbye.